forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast may be an unpaid-for two-hour advertisement for a hundred-year-old restaurant. It may veer dangerously into discussion of wet meat, hash houses, and nude witches. The Sloppy Boys' Tim Kalpakis joins us to talk Walt Disney's beloved L.A. haunt, the Tam O'Shanter, on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast about theme parks where we say, step aside, red table talk. Today's <laughs> all about Walt table talk. I'm Scott Gardner. Hey, Mike Carlson. What's hey, up? I'm here. I was going to really dish with you guys and get into some of the like heavy stuff about our relationships, but we're, I'm not going to do that now. No, no. We're going to talk about Walt. What they miss is we're talking about the actual table more often. We're going to, th- yes, people want literal table talk. That's right. You know, there isn't, we aren't in front of There's one no now. table. To, There's no yeah. table now. No, no. We're talking about a table that's uh, like a couple miles away. Jason Sheridan, hi. Hi, yeah. Um, I You had me going for a second because I was like, First, I had to take a beat to remember what Red Table Talk was, which is the Facebook. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, it's Facebook Watch dominant. Yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith uh-huh. show. Okay, uh, yeah, but no, and then it became crystal clear when when I remembered what we were talking about today. Great, 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 great. Uh, and I'm glad you reminded people what it is, but also keep his uh, wife's name. Not your well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm promoting your show. I've yeah, done more. That's true. Yeah, you I might have done more promotion for the show than Facebook has in uh, quite some time. <laughs> that's a good point. So, and I don't know that our that red table. I don't know if it has a tiny little plaque on it that you can't put like a plate or a drink <laughs> well, someday, on. Someday, if yeah. they ever sell the house and start a restaurant where the red table is uh, today, we're talking about a Los Angeles restaurant called the Tam O'Shanter, a restaurant that was very important to Walt Disney and very important to us. I think, and this topic comes courtesy of a great guest who's joining us, uh, partially because Reddit user Greedy Cauliflower said, why hasn't he been on yet? I said, I don't have an answer for that. He should be. That's great. Glad he got greedy for our <laughs> awesome guest from the Sloppy Boys podcast from Birthday Boys from Comedy Bang Bang, Stin Calpacus. Hi. Yo, how's it going? Thank you, Greedy Cauliflower. <laughs> you bumped. did. You got him here. Your um, one-person campaign. No choice. I had no chance. I had to. Um, question about Red Table Talk. Is that where the gif or, or like the meme of, of sad Will comes from? Like crying oh, I th- sad Will? I, I think it is. Yeah. I could. Be, don't quote me. Were they I on that totally show when she wrong. talked about her polyamory maybe? Yeah, they were talking. I know. I'm not a big watcher. I don't watch it as much as I watch something like, I don't know, Club Random. Bill, Bill, Bill Mars. Random podcast. <laughs> but I do know that, yeah, I think she discussed the polyamory and the things like that. Uh that's where, that came, yeah, no, yeah. that's where it came to a head, and she referred to it in strange, oblique terms. Yes. Uh, I think it's a <laughs> very angry, clearly. It's a very honest show. I'll say that. It's a lot raw, honest. Mm. Uh, it's Club Random is a different vibe. 
<laughs> than that. So I'm much a little more into the frivolity and the yeah, fun. Yeah, I uh, can tell. You got of, like these of, random. Yeah. This is our show. We get pretty raw and honest. We're going to say some uh, some real gritty opinions about uh, roast beef today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much you're, fat should be in a steak? Yeah. We, Jason is we're, all, get we're all crying about it. <laughs> Bone chilling when you realize what restaurant overcooks the hamburger every time I order it. <laughs> oh, it's oh really boy. sad. That's sad. <laughs> um, before we get into that, Tim, just to touch on some of the other stuff we, we talked about when I asked you to come on and also just to uh, to bring up something you have in common with Jason you're Ooh. both Jersey Shore people there we go yes mm. you no mentioned shit. well okay Maury's Piers mm-hmm. in, in Maury's Piers in Wildwood wait I don't I don't know I don't understand the naming structure <laughs> of the Jersey Shore places the town that I went to is Wildwood like way down at the tippy bottom mm-hmm. of the Jersey Shore mm-hmm. and and there's just like the Wildwood boardwalk is like this two or three mile stretch of just like pizza places and cheesesteak places. And then every once in a while you get to a pier where there's roller coasters and the piers like in the nineties and early two thousands when I was going there, the like the part, the brand or whatever that owned it was Maury's. So it was like, so I was telling you, like I was being very technical and saying it's Maury's Piers, but you would really just say like, yeah, Wildwood, New Jersey. Jason, where gotcha. did you go? I, uh, my family's always gone to Ocean City a lot. Love it. And my dad went to Atlantic City uh, growing up mm-hmm. and, and we still go. Is Ocean yeah. City the one from the MTV show? Uh, no, I think Seaside Heights, Seaside Heights up further up north. Yeah. yeah. No, Ocean City, notable. Uh, they got called this once and they've used it in marketing for like 20 years. I think travel... Uh, the Travel Channel called it America's favorite like family resort. Hmm. Uh, noticeable p- for being a dry town. Hmm. So no you can way. bring alcohol in, but you can't buy it on the island. So you have to take any bridge where you will then find a warehouse-sized liquor store at the foot of every bridge immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How could this be anyone's favorite anything? That doesn't make sense. Who called this it place? that? What's that? Who called it that? So they and they hung on to it for dear the life, tra- like a travel channel oh, special, okay. like ranking you like popular vacation spots. Yeah, and it was number one. stripping that title. Right <laughs> yeah, now. that's like gone. The sound of any of this. Yeah, that's gone. Um, what's the vibe of this play? Is this was this like a uh, was it like uh, Rinky Dink? Was it falling apart? Was it surprisingly impressive? It, it was pretty good when I was there, but it, like it wasn't Rinky Dink, and it wasn't it wasn't dingy, but it was. Kind of frozen in time. Like my experience there was, I don't know about you, but it's like um, I was surprised to then see the Jersey Shore TV show because like the clubby, maybe what like the older kids were up to or people in their 20s were up to. Um, actually, do you remember there was like an episode of MTV True Life that was about the Jersey Shore where it was about like a Philadelphia guy going and he would like try to find love at the Jersey Shore every summer and then the episode <laughs> end with him like back in Philadelphia at his construction job like with a sledgehammer hitting cinder blocks like well I'll try again next year <laughs> um, but I, so I didn't see Jersey Shore the sort of like boozy partying uh, gym tan laundry vibe I didn't see any of that this was yeah. more like it was more like Boardwalk Empire or something it was like real old school skee ball Bruce oh, Springsteen cool. type of mm. uh, Bruce Springsteen. Sad. Like, so it was sad. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it <was laughs> everything that happened in Boardwalk Empire happened to me and my family. Wow. <laughs> wow. For me, it was just a lot of... Wa- it was a, 
I was like a very slick, chubby little kid, so I was really good at um, uh, water slides. <laughs> Do you mean I, slick? Like you were you were naturally I, wet? Yeah, like you were you were slick on your own? I was, I I was sweaty, just kind of Greek American sweat already on my body. But there was a timer on one of the slides at the water park there, and I just like went down at normal, and then a lifeguard pulled me aside and was like, "Hey, you qualified for the for the championships?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Mom, Dad, can we come back in two weeks for the championships? I'm like, no, we can't no. <laughs> but like uh, speed run, of- yeah. That like that like I was like nine years old, and that really stoked my ego that I was really good at water slides. Who knew <laughs> that you wouldn't just go the speed of the water that's carrying you down? But I think I just like shot ahead real fast. <laughs> so I was really into the water slides, and then like as the roller coasters got big and bigger. I was into that. There's also, there's like famous pizza places and famous cheesesteak places that I was mm. obsessed with. And it was just really, and it was like maybe my first little sense of independence. Like I, I could bring a friend on our family vacation and then we'd like walk up and down the boardwalk. One of the stores had like playing cards with naked ladies on them and we saw oh, stuff like that. Whoa. Very form- wow. formative experiences wow. on, that, on that boardwalk. That wasn't like yeah. behind a beaded curtain or something? It, it was just it out? It kind of was behind, it was, it was not the beaded curtain, but it was behind the counter. Like you did have to ask the guy to buy them and we chickened out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, did, wait, was it shown to you then? It was brought down but not purchased? No, it was like on a, on a shelf there with like, you know, uh, uh, kind of a, what would it be the other pervy stuff or even just like cigarettes or whatever it was just like or maybe like tequila in a gun shaped bottle or, <laughs> or th- things that need to be behind the guy's head it, w- it was back there but I saw yeah it. Uh, the Wildwood is always I mean it is wild it, coincidentally mm. it is a little wild mm. um, and appear but, as wood on it so. sure. yeah uh, so the Jersey Shore kind of splits like North Jersey Shore points like um uh, Seaside Heights mm-hmm. is a lot of people from New York. South Jersey, it's a lot more people from Philadelphia. Yeah, just by sheer like closeness and like length of of drive time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I because I remember Jersey Shore coming on TV and going like I kind of recognize this, but some of this is also unrecognizable. To, like yeah. this is not my experience. Yeah, right. There's more of a Wildwood being way down there. It's like almost Delaware. It's like a Mid Atlantic vibe, and it's more like families eating crabs and stuff like that yeah it's it's not like hey we're yeah we're it's not like city kids coming down to go nuts Mm. there's a bunch of like yeah famous pizzeria like in wildwood there's pizzeria called max yeah i love there's a bunch of them in ocean city it was mac and manco's and then the manco side of the family like split from the mac side so then it became manco and manco's and regardless of that Someone still went to jail for tax fraud. Um, like there's a lot of Pennsylvania, Jersey establishments. It's like, ah, Tony Luke's. And I think I mentioned it in Passa. It's like uh, uh, cheesesteaks and it- uh, Italian pork sandwiches. And I mentioned in passing that, like, oh, yeah, they were talking about opening more franchises across country, and they were going to open one in L.A. And my dad's like, uh, yeah, I think um, – Tony Luke and Tony Tony Luke Jr. and Sr. might be serving yeah, some tax I, I think they got the electric chair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember what I remember of Max Pizza. I loved it so much when I was a kid. It's like super thin crust, tastes like a cracker, yeah. almost crunchy. Mm. But when you watch them make it, there's no illusion that it's like, oh, these are the best ingredients to the point where the tomato sauce is coming out of a hose. Yeah, they got the hose. What? The hose right onto the pizza. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's, it's a sauce hose. I've is never it like ever seen it anywhere. Pressurized? Uh, I think it's pressurized. I think they they fill up a tub, and that's how they get it. Like the pizza's made and in and out so fast. It's a real thin crust, and then they don't use pizza cutters. They just use like these. 
I don't know what they are. Gardening knives gardening or something. Gardening shears. They, like, <laughs> they slice it so quick. Wow, uh, I got to see a video of this. It's great. Was this ever like an unwrapped with Mark Summers or anything? I'm sure it is. It, it must. It's beloved there. It's like a type of pizza that never spread. It looks like New York pizza, but yeah, it kind of tastes like a saltine. It's almost like. Have you ever had St. Louis style pizza? I don't kinda, think so. Like what, that. Okay. I know what St. Louis is. Super thin and then like chopped up into squares. Oh, I don't oh, think I like it's squares. very good. I like little squares. Mm. But, but, but you know what's good in St. Louis is like at a pizza place, the the appetizer will be deep fried ravioli. Oh, uh, wow. Like yeah. Breaded and fried. It's great. Oh, geez. Jeez. I'm a you, Chicago guy, so I like the thickest go. crust. <laughs> um, now, I feel like a lot of Chicago guys say... Not the deep dish. I like tavern style, but I've never had Chicago I don't know what, tavern. I don't even know what that is. It's like the thin crust yeah. of Chicago. There's if a, you don't know what it is, maybe. I'm also not that smart or like worldly. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. yeah, you, gotta be, you have to be an intellectual <laughs> to know. <it's> yeah. <laughs> You're still mainly going to McDonald's and uh, Taco yeah, yeah, Bell. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, still, I'm eating Pizza Hut in Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> um, then this begs the question, did either of you guys ever fantasize about getting under that sauce hose? I did. Oh, man, I still fantasize about that sauce. <laughs> I wish my backyard I could water it down with that sauce hose. <laughs> I had and mangoes. Slide through it. <laughs> I had it in December. I had a slice in December. No, you did. Uh, yeah, sauce hose still going strong. And you wow. can can you ask just like for like one squirt so, in your so mouth? <laughs> I think the other thing. I think there's a foot pedal involved. I think that's how you activate the. Oh, sauce you're hose. right. Yes, <laughs> he stepped on like a like a, a little metal pedal. Yeah. Wow. Man, like a rock so guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, he was working that thing like Steve Vai. <laughs> um, it's very fun to be there off season, like in the winter. My yeah. first Wildwood trip, everything was closed. It was like March. And there was a Greek restaurant called Quality Restaurant that we went to for every meal. <laughs> and we loved it. But it's really fun to be in like a summer town when it's like uh, snowy. Yeah, they do a lot. A lot of the towns like really kind of go all out for Christmas mm-hmm. or like do a big block party in November. Or, like That's cool. All sorts of innovative, all sorts of tricks to drum up business in the off season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. T- Tim, can I ask a question? Uh, as a child or even an adult, did you like the food scrapple? I just had my first scrapple. Oh, first, a month really? Ago. Oh, yeah. oh, this wow. is huge. Oh, this is good timing. This is an East Coast food that Jason had growing up. We yeah, never sort of. I was not aware of it at all until Jason brought it up. When you growing up in Pennsylvania, is it just like as common as? Oh, would you like bacon or sausage or scrapple? Is I yeah. I mean, I think that's the big difference. One of the big differences is like the diners in Pennsylvania, and even more so in South Jersey. It's like your breakfast meat options are like, there's like seven of them where like uh, mm. bacon sausage, scrapple, pork roll, which they call Taylor ham in North Jersey, right. uh, hot Italian sausage, sweet Italian sausage. It's uh, a lot yeah. of options. A lot of Any, options. Anytime anyone's from the same area that Jason is, I ask two questions. Scrapple and something about Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. <laughs> I know Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes for sure. I'm a huge fan. Okay, good, good. I just want to make sure. I I, uh, I heard him guest DJ on uh, E Street Radio on Sirius XM recently. I love it. Wow. I love it. He's still playing. He doesn't come out and play shows here a lot. No, I wanted to see Southside Johnny played in Asbury Park on the 4th of July last oh. year, and I missed him by like two days. Man. I was very bummed. What's the appeal of him not knowing the full war? Is it like is it like a way to, is it like the Morris Day and the Time two prints? Like you get a little ex- extra yes. of the vibe that, that you like? Of ex- the... Exactly what it is. Okay, <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, that makes me get the, it well, uh, completely. Because it's like, I, I Bruce Springsteen is my 
mega all-time favorite artist by a mile. So it's fun to watch to get more of that style of music, but like take away the star quality, you know, like, <laughs> take away the superstar power. And it's just like, yeah, a guy with a good soul voice and, a, yeah. and like a tight band playing R&B music. It's fun. And a couple songs written by Bruce Little Steven, yeah. which is fun. So you get the like oh, the river, exactly like the river vibe of like old rock and roll song that they uh, like or, gotta, or did on that album, I should say. I bet if, if you're at a Southside Johnny show, like at the Stone Pony or something, and it's encore time, and Bruce doesn't join. Mm. I bet everyone's like looking around the room, like, "Where is he?" <laughs> <laughs> I hear this happens he, every. He's time. really been popping up in like a lot of people's shows recently. Yeah, McCartney last night. Yeah, that's, wow. that's right. And Coldplay in New and Jersey. And Coldplay, yes. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. We can't get through New Jersey without Bruce coming on stage. <laughs> <laughs> he waited longer than the other old acts with COVID, I feel like. He's going out next year, yeah. but he waited longer, so I feel he's itching. Yeah. <laughs> Give me them I, I cameos. Next year. Hey, Lauren, can I play uh, many politicians <laughs> I could play on the show this year? <laughs> um, I went uh, uh, um, to a ta- an SNL taping when Springsteen was the musical guest. Oh, wow. And I went out, I like was in, like just hanging out in the writer's room, but then like snuck out right onto the floor to get real close when he's playing. I was like, Jesus. Oh man. On, it was during the, the river tour. So he's playing like hmm. meet me in the city. And um, I was up real close and I was like, so starstruck. And I turned to my left. Lauren is standing with, Paul McCartney just both of them, Jesus. Both of them arms, just watching and McCartney wasn't even involved with the show that night he just hangs out mm, just, just there jeez oh under the God. bleachers in Lauren's little like uh, rosé area they'll be like John McEnroe or or Alec Baldwin just like hanging out <laughs> John McEnroe the omnipresence of John McEnroe in like cool comedy and stuff is very <laughs> yeah. strange to me mm-hmm. not sure why I feel like if you're just if you have enough money and you're in Midtown Manhattan on a Saturday night you just get like and oh. if you have enough white hair if you're close <laughs> I'm bored I'm going if you're close enough to the building you get ushered in yeah like right this way um <laughs> Scrapple Gotta say, a little disappointed me a little bit. I uh, built it up in my head. I liked it, but I was going. I had always heard about Denick's um, uh, uh, roast pork sandwich with, okay. with like the broccoli rob on it. Yeah. So I went to a food hall to eat that sandwich, and I loved it. And then I saw that the little diner at this food market was like a Pennsylvania Dutch uh, diner. So I popped in for some scrapple and it was like the sizzled edges were really good. But once you carve into it, it was I wasn't expecting I didn't know it was processed. It's like, yeah, it's like mush. The inside mm. is kind of almost like a pate or like a smooth. <laughs> what, what I'm looking at and listeners, if you Google scrap, something that I haven't done, I don't think in the, all the time we've been talking about scrapple. The second image that I'm seeing, which is from something called Forager Chef. This is like this is gray. We are looking at <laughs> it's concrete. It's a loaf. Yeah. Is, that, is this like an outlier? Like, this is not um, a standard. No, no, it's very gray. Well, usually the whole <laughs> thing is gray. And then when you cook it. In a pan, it gets kind of brown and crispy. Okay, the so brown it's, it is a better. lot like pate, but you take away the kind of fancy livery taste that makes pate a delicacy, and you're just kind of it's just sort of like a little salty and fatty. Yeah, like a sausage filling or a 
Hmm. Yeah. A, a, a tr- just reading that it's a treat made with liver and buckwheat. <laughs> <laughs> you sure, you sure treat is in that sense of those words? Huh. <laughs> well, kids in that area like love running through the buckwheat fields and sucking on the buckwheat, chewing the buckwheat. So. It's a treat. I, I, Stripping them dry. Yeah, if I was from there, I would understand. <laughs> but I guess I, guess, I we'll just don't get, get it. some Chicago buckwheat, don't you worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chicago buckwheat's real thick. <laughs> Are you uh, are you big into the Italian beef? Uh, I like Italian beef. I don't know big. I mean, what am I big into food wise? Uh, that's Not a good a question. Food guy, huh? I like food. I like food a lot. I like you eat fast it three food. Times a day. Come on, I eat it. <laughs> Just uh, general, all of it, the whole genre. I like a port like Portillo's is down in Buena Park, which is from the Midwest, which is a big like Italian beef place. Oh, and there's hot one dogs. in Orange County. There's one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah there's Buena one. Park. Buena Park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's one right, in Moreno right. Valley. I know. I know where they are here. Uh, but they're very they're everywhere in the midwest where i'm from uh so yeah i get a beef i get a beef and cheddar like croissant like it's just almost like a liquid it's so wet uh and it's really you could just drink it it's not even it's so good though it's like the whole thing is soaked in beef is is like wet the beef is like like you pick your wetness level (laughs) this is not a joke you pick your wetness level how wet your beef is how much gravy you want on it and they will grab the tongs and dip it Okay. They're just sitting at a steam table. The, all yeah. the standard mm-hmm. amount of wetness is very wet. You don't have to say anything, and they'll just make it it's extremely wet. But you could say, I want it drier. Or if you don't want the thing I'm having, you can just have a regular beef on a roll, and it won't be wet at all. You mm-hmm. can you can choose your wetness comfort level. Why is wetness the desire? Why is wet meat the <laughs> desire? <laughs> I think I, I don't uh, understand this. I, I got to go try you it. Have dry meat? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound good either. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to hurt your mouth when you're eating. <laughs> I um, I was at the Portillo's one, uh, one in Chicago recently. It was delicious. I had like a hot dog with all the stuff. Yeah. Sport peppers and mm-hmm. pickle spear and stuff. And like a Polish sausage. It was great. And then... Afterwards, uh, Mike Mitchell told me, like, oh, you got to get the chocolate cake shake. Oh, that's my man's favorite over here. I was down mm. there. I went to the one in Winter Park a few weeks ago because I was I was in <laughs> Anaheim and I was trying to wait out traffic because uh, it was saying like 90 minutes back to L.A. And I got if you need the excuse, just huh? get the cake. I shake. need the excuse. So I got a Chicago <laughs> hot dog and I got a cake shake and I was sitting in my car eating it and I watched the sunset the parking lot of Martellus <laughs> a beautiful view of the sunset it's gonna and be your last day on earth in the Walmart <laughs> in the, in the, the Walmart. Walmart parking really lot did it by the trampoline park in the Walmart yeah so beautiful sunset and so oh, after man. I finished eating I checked my phone drive back city 40 minutes so it worked nice beautiful so did you have it Tim um I've never had the cake shake okay I've never gotten to it it is good does we it all- have chunks in it they blended they blend it all. They blend a slice of cake into Amazing. Like a full piece of cake in there. Yeah, that does so. sound good. How wet is it? Uh, it's very wet. Pretty I mean, wet. it's obviously there's some like hard particles in there, some dry <laughs> particles. So it's less wet than a normal milkshake, but it's still pretty wet. <laughs> um, this is an episode, right? Just going to uh, me trying some of this wet beef and trying a cake. Well, you already talked about two episodes ago. We're gonna make you eat things we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make <laughs> Scott eat like us, which is a this lot is of fruity pebbles. I too think, much and, food, uh, like too much cooked food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to get you some science food. We need to get you some post World oh, War II this is too quality. Yeah. <laughs> what all, was you- <laughs> all the scientists who were working on weapons and then switched to working on children's cereals and snack cakes? What's That's the kind. Scott, 48 hours, what have you eaten? 
last forty eight hours. Well, look, last night it's it's thrown because last night I went to today's topic. Okay, Tim all right, oh, hell okay. yeah. And I pushed the I pushed my uh, eating comfort. I'd say a little further. Okay. than I usually that's would. That's so funny because that place I call that would think of that as such a safe comfort food type of a place. <laughs> it yeah. is. I mean, yeah, it totally is, and it is very it's literally meat like and potatoes. Walt Disney, Disney seems like he would be very scared of food. Yes, yeah, that's I exactly ate chili right. every day, I believe. Uh, Two yes. cans of chili together. He loved, no, it, <laughs> oh, it was uh, not, oh a, yeah, yeah, it was a different A can of Gebhardt's chili mixed <laughs> with a can of Denison's chili. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of his favorites. You could afford anything in the world, that but by, you yeah. want to mix together two cans. That fact, by the way, is not in his notes. That's on his lock screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the wallpaper. That's just what he has ready to go um, in any I, moment. I want to hear what you had, but just to contextualize, uh, Walt Disney's daughter was describing his kind of, you know, middle of the road taste in food. Uh, this is quoted in a KCET uh, article. Before he married mother, father... <laughs> oh my God. Is, <laughs> not me. Before he married mother, father had eaten in hash houses and lunch wagons for so many years in order to save money that he developed a hash house lunch wagon appetite. He liked fried potatoes, hamburgers, western sandwiches, hotcakes, canned peas, hash, stew, and roast beef sandwiches. Wow. <laughs> hash? I, I think like corned beef hash. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. So this is, these are the culinary makings of the most significant creative person of That's right. the century. American popular culture. We're all being held century. back by not eating more hash. Or, or hash, yeah. <laughs> you do, I mean, I get the thing of like, oh, I grew up on simple food, so that's what I like. And almost every fancy chef always has that thing of like, I I went I went to culinary school and did some fine dining, but then when I returned to my mother's cooking, that's when I could really, mm. or whatever. But it is still funny that I feel like if I were Walt and I had all that money, how do you not want to just like, <laughs> at least I would just travel the whole world eating until I found other stuff I liked, you know? That's, well, also, and your ability to go like experience other cultures, like because yeah. he's traveling the world faster than most people are traveling the world. Right. And yet he's just eaten big bricks of meat essentially <laughs> um but it's uh, what he liked i don't know so are you in general you're a uh, uh, picky eater uh no i don't think so no no no. i'm saying i just went like heavier i would say got it, got it, got it, got it. than usual here I'll, I'll get into it but just to, here to fully dive in i mean the big context here for people who are not in los angeles this mm. is a restaurant in uh, in atwater village called the tam o'shanter and why are we talking about it because mainly because it was walt disney's favorite restaurant mm. and i yeah. might go so far as to say maybe my favorite restaurant oh hey now wow. right okay. it's up, is it up there for uh, yeah, okay for all yeah. of you well tim especially since you uh, i i love it so much i'm like a a big steakhouse person in general yeah so i'm like geared towards uh the genre and there's like so many good ones in southern california and but tam o'shanter specifically is like yeah the, it's um it's uh, a jolly place, like the Mary, especially in yeah. LA. There's not you don't really know what to do around the holiday. I'm from New York, mm, and then yeah. when I moved to LA, I was like, "Where should I go if I want to like feel like it's Christmas?" And it's like the answer is the Tamoshanter. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's carolers, and it's it's packed with people, 
and it's fun as fuck. Decorated yeah. in such a lovely fashion, like such w- warm, glowy, Dickensian-style uh, holiday flair on top of the, the, the base of, if you've never uh, been here, it is like, it's fantasy land. It is completely... It's a big cottage. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's extremely Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Especially mm-hmm. feels like that newer, the, the, the since 1983 fantasy land of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just so like gentle storybook, but then also it is Scottish themed it's almost more scottish themed than fully scottish food right, right. there is yeah. scottish food for There's sure touches. they kind of changed the appetizer menu a lot but they used to have a more palatable version of haggis yeah. uh, mm. that was maybe like made with beef and it was kind of cooked as a little pastry and um and there's there's some touches there's there's like scotch rare bit and, and a few scottish things there yeah yeah, yeah. uh i I mean, it's thematic architecturally. It's like a quaint little cottage. Yeah. Uh, the That's very like other world. It feels like centuries ago, yeah. old Europe. It really like stands out still, even though like the, well, there's a Mimi's across the street. So you get some of that storybook mm-hmm. vibe I do. over there. We too. like Mimi's. We've been to Mimi's. Well, we've been to Mimi's. A more corporate we have been version to of- Pam O'Shanter in Mimi's in rapid succession. Uh, more than <laughs> once. Night. Wow. Is that right? More than once? I yeah, probably. more than once. Mike doesn't even I, remember. He blacked ooh, out. Who was at Water Nights? Uh, Back when Toys R Us was over there? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we <laughs> Make it a three, three we, part. for a short period of time, would go to Tam O'Shanter every week. Yeah, there was like a couple months there a where I was like, months. we're doing a thing. We're going to have a thing. This is what we do every week. And then yeah. no, the I best don't... feeling to have a thing. It gets so much. It gets increasingly hard to have a thing. Oh, it's, it's so really hard, hard to have, to have, a, have thing. a thing. I used yeah. to have a lot of things. I don't have any. I, I know. Things. Things. Where are things? Oh, I would love a thing. <laughs> yeah. Mimi's is funny to me because it's. It's got to be a chain. I've only been to that one, but it's a chain. It's right? a chain, it's yeah. A chain. It's a dwindling it's, chain. They're disappearing slowly. It's French, right? It, yeah. Ish. Kind yeah, French. again. Kind of. if, if you were to call it something, it, like there's a crepes on the menu and stuff, right? It's a big menu, though. So, yeah, it is. It or is, is it more French. of a New Orleans And that's why it's French kind of stuff. just a regular. I'm trying to think of what a good comp is. I thought it was when, French. When I, yeah, when I first went there, I thought it would just be like, yeah, Marie Callender's or something like that. And then there's just there was more international flair. Has a little Epcot to it. It's a little. It's like Epcot Marie calendars. Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah, that which is. and th- those are all gone too, right? Or at least here they are mostly. Yeah, because there was that beautiful Marie so calendars down on, on Wilshire. Oh, those damn. the campuses were always very nice, very like yeah, homey and and uh, <laughs> uh, lighting st- like fixtures in there. It's a be- yeah, Marie that's calendars. all we want really is just like <laughs> lamps, and nice chairs. Yeah, and, uh, it doesn't take much. This like <laughs> th- 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 this very traditional. <laughs> kind of restaurant you go to this i don't know it's not the way now everything's sort of like yeah. uh like flipped houses it's all everything looks like a <laughs> property brother's house yeah or something. yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's taffer, the tafferization of yeah. these places yeah. i will yeah. say despite loving uh john taffer love the man of course everything any belief he has i'm on board <laughs> even the ones he won't share publicly but yeah the idea that his like weird lighting the booze bottles from underneath and it all looks like standard like less good than a taco bell inside yeah like i don't think so you know what's happening now we we've been talking about on the sloppy boys podcast because i'm always trying to figure out like what's the drink of the summer what are drink trends or whatever Mm. and i read a bunch of articles about restaurant wise there's a thing in new york 
speaking of the the memes and the Marie calendars and stuff. Um, have you had a dirty, dirty Shirley? It's like a Shirley type oh, of vodka. Yeah. Oh, actually. this is right up my alley. Oh yeah, yeah. you into it? Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a big, I like a good drink that has like a lot of colors in it. And as a child, I was obsessed with the Shirley Temple. So when a couple of years ago, when I realized you could do that, yeah, it was amazing. You're allowed. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know you could. Allowed. I didn't know <laughs> you can defile this little girl's name. I turned. <laughs> that's not. It wasn't exciting to me. Uh, the uh, the drink itself, with a little bit of a buzz, is. Uh, you know, I turned 33 and realized, wow, we could have a party here. But you still kept it a little bit of a buzz. Yeah, well, You're you don't want to have limit. too much. You don't have too much. It's a lot of grenadine in there. Um, well, you know, it's having a huge moment right now in New York, and that like the New York Times wrote an article that was like, "Is this the drink of the summer?" Okay. And uh, somebody's theory about it was that post COVID, like a lot of people, um, people in their twenties left the cities during COVID, and now they're back with some of the suburban. It's almost like an ironic love of the suburbs has come back to cities with them. So there's this new trend in restaurants being like, you're in Brooklyn at a hip hip restaurant, but there's a blooming onion on the menu. Oh, okay. And and there's kind of like the lamps, like um, Tiffany lamps. Tiffany lamps. Pizza Hut Tiffany lamps. Yeah, and kind of like the Uncle Mo's family feed bag, like a bunch of crap on the walls and baskets of mozzarella sticks. Great. uh, Is is coming back with a little ironic wink to Mm. it. (laughs) Okay, okay. A high price tag. Yeah, 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 that's great. Uh, I mean, if you could, the the only thing you want to change really is like to get that food a little better. Better food, Because we love the vibe of these places. Places, but if you actually go back, maybe food's not so quality. Yeah. Which is, I think, something that I love about this restaurant is that it is a very, you can take your parents there and so and they love it but you can love it too because places like that can be a, a, a swing and a miss. Yeah. For sure. It's a safe bet. Oh, I bring, yeah. I've always brought my parents there and then uh, Lowry's Prime Rib in Beverly Hills is the same owners so they yeah. have the yeah. same Prime Rib. Um, I bring my parents to both of those places um, my father-in-law is Scottish. He's from Glasgow and we brought him to Tam O'Shanter. And at first he was sort of like, this is making fun of me. I don't know. About this. <laughs> and then he warmed up to it. And now it's like every father's day. It's a go-to. In wow. fact, one father's day in the booth, uh, the next table, uh, uh, Cameron Crow. Whoa. Wow. With his two sons. <laughs> I think he's divorced and it was kind of having a sweet, like, uh, Father's Day thing with just the two boys, and it was like two boys lost in their phones, and he was like, "What are you guys gonna get? I think I'm gonna get prime rib." <laughs> and it was like very cute dad moment. Uh, happening. Oh, jeez! Yeah. Wow, it's a it's a very safe bet. And then a, with the mm-hmm. parents, it always works because you just go, oh, you know, Walt Disney ain't here, and they go, "Whoa, well, yes, how yes. about mm-hmm. that? You got something to talk the about? Table. There's mm-hmm. the legend strung yeah. through it. Uh, um, I mean, okay, so like, but vibe wise, just to keep saying because like wonderful on the outside really yeah. distinct architecture which by the way here's here's another thing about it 100 years 100 years this year the oldest years this month it is really what? this June month. 26 1922 what wow. shortly after this episode or around the release Perfect. of this episode congratulations and continuously run the entire time like it's it obviously changes because it's been a hundred years look people die it's what <laughs> yeah. happens but it hasn't like and it's shifted now it's under the ownership of lowry's but lowry's like completely like i, I believe the current ceo of lowry's is the great grandson of the founder yeah. of, of one of the founders yeah. of it so there's a real through line in ownership which i think is extremely rare yeah well it's even more like there's so many connections that founded by lawrence frank 
the Lowry in question. I guess that was his nickname. Oh, he's Lowry. I didn't figure that out. And then the other founder, Walter Vandekamp. The bread guy. Yeah, they, they, the two of them together also founded Vandekamp's Holland Dutch Bakeries, which mm. went bankrupt in 1990. Then the, the brand was purchased by a group called Pinnacle Foods uh, that owns Duncan Hines, <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth, Bird's Eye, Hungry Man, Log Cabin Maple Syrup. Mm. Uh, and Ralph's uses the Vandekamp name on their bread. So like the Pinnacle their, Foods factory, the only place you'd rather be than sitting in a car. Drinking a cake shake. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me I mean, look, I bought some Van Vandekamp. Half the price of Oro wheat bread also tastes like garbage. <laughs> like, also, the most plain food you've ever had. That's like a, just a puffy pillow. Yeah. It has a little uh, windmill on it, right? Yeah, it has yeah. a little windmill. And the bakery, I think, is still... Uh, around and, this area and there was a they also owned coffee shops and i think it's in arcadia there was it's it became a denny's but it was very like 60s mod roof with a big windmill on top i don't know if it's gone now but they were trying to save the windmill but i remember that right. jumping out at me before like one of those clearly old style architecture um but that what i was saying about the the little like or a little like old world village nature of it that this was just this was just dirt roads at the time now of course fully populated and a mm-hmm. meets across the street mm-hmm. uh but it was essentially in the not the middle of nowhere but like not fully i don't know it's its own odd little hut there um, right it must have been more of like a destination restaurant back then when it wasn't really a neighborhood People are coming up from downtown or something. I yeah, know. I think so. There's letters on the wall you can look at of them trying to drum up business with people working downtown, and yeah. it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. If you take Glendale Boulevard, like predates the freeways. Damn. Yeah, so super old school. I think the closest thing previously was Griffith Park because they used to sell boxed lunches for people who would then go picnic at Griffith Park. Yeah, yeah, mm. um, and it's well, and it ties into all that like old. I feel like it's. It's it's catering to studios around there that used to be yeah. there. So like, wait, I there's a list of like silent movie stars who you would uh, find around those parts. Oh like, yeah. Uh, oh, and here you go. Not uncommon to spot Mary Pickford, the Keystone Cops. Mm. You'll be having lunch with the Keystone wow. Cops. Oh, imagine the hijinks they get at just passing <laughs> ketchup to each other. Uh, uh, Tom Mix in his leather chaps mm-hmm. uh, uh, or Fatty Arbuckle in his suit and tie. Oh my. You're, mm-hmm. di- you're dining with fat and like, so, so now when it's all of us, that when it's all the we're the new generation podcasters, yeah, <laughs> we're the new fatty we're the new man. fatties, the new Keystone Cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the birthday boys felt like. Very, the, probably, I don't know very, how many Keystone Cops there were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish they had as many. <laughs> <laughs> Only six. Hey, everybody! Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Um, Um, I've seen it. The... the on Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park, the the uh, public storage by Jack in the Box has a little plaque 
that says Keystone Cops shorts were shot here because it was owned by it was Max Sennett Studios. There's still like a Max oh, Sennett yeah. studio in mm. uh, in Los Feliz, but the, the the public storage was like a whole big studio. I think I don't know. I think so. Yeah, that there's kind of weird shaped building. Yeah, behind uh, some bars uh, and, and like down the street from middle school in that area, and that's the Max Sennett Studios building. And um, the yeah, so I mean Walt. What is now Gelson's on, on Hyperion was Disney... The studios. Studios. The original yeah. studios, where they made Snow White. Where they made they Snow White. to Burbank after that. So the, up in, did they only make Snow White, or was it a few more? I think maybe of the... Maybe they were... Maybe some of Pinocchio or Fantasia. Yeah, they, they made, were, like, just the, the long nose for Pinocchio. Sure. <laughs> they're like, we yeah. they animated the nose, and then they said, we gotta, we gotta move. That's all we got. Um, <laughs> I think they would... I Even after the move to Burbank, which was, like, 1940, he was still a regular at the Tam O'Shea. Right. And then... Uh, what was then Wed is now Walt Disney Imagineering is also kind of a straight shot to the Tam O'Shanter. Oh, cool. Because I knew, um, uh, yeah, I think the Tam O'Shanter, like the architecture is just based on being like a Scottish farmhouse or something, but there's rumors that it's like, oh, the early sketches for Snow White's cottage were like based on this. And then you know, nearby, there's those like Snow White cottages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right around did, the corner from the old. Did studios. Ryan Perez used to live in he one of those? He used to live. Uh, yeah, I, I believe it, so. I don't know if it was one of them because the actual there's like eight of it, but he was it was they're in Mulholland Drive in that, in that style. Like he, he was definitely right there. Yeah, um, um, I looked it up and it was like those weren't built by Disney, but those were a lot of the people that worked like animators that uh, worked at at the studio that's now Gelson's did live in those cottages as like wow. worker apartments and stuff like that. The idea that he wanted his little, his little minions to live in little cottages <laughs> like dwarves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a you funny have to be little heavy little man. Ooh. Um, Eva Anderson was telling me, you know, uh, Walt had like the nine old men. Yeah. Yes. The, the like, main, the like the, the, like the great animals. animators who made, made the golden age happen. Um, Eva goes to a lot of estate sales, mm-hmm. and she went to one of like the house of the the estate of the one of the nine old men after he passed away. Really? Wow! And he had a whole Playboy room, every Playboy magazine ever, ever. <laughs> like, like in in order, like on shelves wow. all around the, the the room. In the date that they wow, yeah. in the date that, that they came out. Jeez, yeah. did he have like like memor- other memorabilia? I guess he probably did. He had just <laughs> only the Playboys. And no other belongings. <laughs> no, <laughs> no furniture. <laughs> had no need for anything else. No food. Uh, I mean, wow. he kept all this sperm. <laughs> you know? He was like Steve Jobs cutting his wardrobe down to yeah. just a black turtle neck. Yeah. This guy cut all his entertainment down to just Playboys. Yeah. He just wanted to read like Gore Vidal stories and look at naked ladies. I do love like an old guy with a white mustache and a cardigan. Like, and you know, Playboy is kind of wholesome, so it makes sense for like a. Uh, an animator to be looking at a softcore magazine like, <laughs> well into the like 80s or whatever 90s it's just to study the human form it's my <laughs> yes, job yes, what yes. I have to do I have to keep up on rest. the trends speaking of the uh, speaking of of the nine old men this is so among the Disney touches that you will find when you go in there the big ones are in the lobby and there is a very loving drawing of Lawrence Frank mm-hmm. the owner 
uh, or the the founder. Uh, and this is done by John Hench, who's one of the, one of the nine old men and one of the great like Disney Imagineering figures as well. Uh, this is from '58, and it is. Lawrence Frank, this guy we don't know otherwise, dressed in <laughs> traditional Scottish garb. And the characters, lo- I don't think the characters look at Walt this way. No. They are in love with this man. It's Mickey, <laughs> Minnie, Donald, Goofy, all just with the most admiration you could ever have. And then Tinkerbell is blessing him, giving him a little yeah. touch of magic. <laughs> I mean, this is like, has there ever been a more loving Thank you, uh, thank you well, for the Lowry's family of restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the seasoned salt. The the other picture next to it also mm-hmm. very loving, and so this was from Walt Disney Studios uh, lit, a few decades later. Uh, I think for his seventy fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. I got this too. Yes, yeah. these are the so these are the owners at the time. Uh, further down the the Frank family line, and it's so it's the the owners at the time also in traditional Scottish garb, and they are handing a big platter of beef to an awaiting table of six very hungry Mickeys. Yes, mm-hmm. um, a full mar- multiverse of Mickeys. <laughs> from Old every Mickeys. era. So there's some, I mean, it's nice to see the harmony here where the ones with the ones that have pupils are sitting with the ones that are just pupils, mm-hmm. which are sitting with the ones with like wedges taken out of their eyes. They can, all the Mickeys find a way to get, a, they all agree on big v- plates of very rare beef. It's funny, those looking at those Mickeys for years, I always think about how weird it is that Mickey, it's not like just the drawing updated, but they changed the character where he was like a little stinker originally. He yeah. was like a Bugs Bunny and he was getting yeah, into yeah, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of decided like, then he was just like, I'm a sweet guy. You know, like it, it was like, if he's the flagship character, he has to just be perfect kind of and yeah. he kind of lost the, the, his Bart Simpson edge they gave it like to Donald they gave some of that to Donald yeah. so they like separated Mickey's personality out and left him with nothing because what does he really have? it's like then even like well, Pluto's having the fun and Mickey's like what's going on he's they've they've made him in the new cartoons they've given him like now he's like insanely neurotic like he's really stressed oh, that's, that's out all so the funny. time, and it is funny. The new the new shorts are really <laughs> oh, funny. Really? Yeah, he's back. Is this like on Disney XD bit. or where am I? It's on Disney Plus, probably on Disney Channel. Okay. Yeah, um, but they're really funny, and he's like he's really out of his mind, <laughs> but in a different way. He's not he's not as much a stinker, and he's much more stressed. He's just the more, little triangles yeah. out of the eyes almost indicate. Does it? Is he like high or or just super medicated? No, or he's medicated. Does <laughs> indicate like like yeah, something might have been up with it's him. It's like a Judy Garland. Situation. Yeah, back then, <laughs> even weird. like a- they kept uh, him pilled up for money. They kept made him work. Oh, I'm such all, a such a daze. All over the counter medicine back then just had a little bit of speed in it, no matter right. what you were taking. Yeah, even should, in Toontown. Yeah, even in Toontown. <laughs> they should update that with uh, our favorite polo shirt, like early '90s, late '80s Mickey. They should add characters to that drawing. They should, oh, yeah, they should gentle draw over Mickey. the work, yeah. the famous <laughs> drawing. Wait, what's, what's your favorite polo shirt? And Mickey, when he's wearing like kind of just like a yellow polo Ooh. and kind of like blue slacks. Like yeah, a blazer with rolled up sleeves. Yeah, yeah, that's Like Mickey. 80s, 90s, lewd, like lewd, quaaludes, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mickey, like, kind of, kind stumbling of a, yuppie, to his car. Mickey. Wolf of Wall Street is... Yeah. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, Mickey. <laughs> Losing his limbs. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, mainly I look at this and go, okay, so they gave him something, Disney gave him something in the 50s, and they did something for the 75th. Where, where's Disney at? They forgot 
Tam. They aren't giving yeah. him any presents these days. Yeah, well, Chapek probably... <laughs> It's out. He cut it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were working on it. He doesn't want to go there. He's trying uh, to put it out. I heard a dollar piece of art. I heard he's trying to put. He's that. trying to put him out of business. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> to build a new. Yeah. Building a mini park on top of, <laughs> or a luxury hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's a hotel it. with four rooms. Yeah, yeah. So long, Tam. <laughs> uh, a number of years ago, they were they did run for the fan club for D twenty three. You could schedule like a a day-long tour where you would tour the lot and some of the archives and then the day would end with a three-course meal at the tamo shanter wow wow mm. very nice yeah. um which by the way let's maybe we should get into this aspect of it too the very famous thing about it which is that not only a place that walt disney liked to go but where he had his special table mm. as referred to in the top of the show mm. table 31 that's walt's table there is a plaque uh, on the table commemorating that he and the Imagineers it was uh, I don't know if it elaborates it's, it's, this is a place they went right in parentheses they've been here <laughs> <laughs> more more than once can't promise more than three times it's sort of it is the table that you it's not like the best table in the house but it is the table of a regular where it's sort of nestled in a corner by the fireplace you're kind of facing out mm-hmm. I feel like it's maybe a booth on one side and chairs on the other or something like that where I think that's right it's, against it's the wall of, it's a good place to like eat by yourself almost or, or have, <laughs> yeah. have a meeting mm-hmm. and um, yeah I always feel like when you're there you see people there's always someone sitting at that table and the people walking past whisper and say that's Walt's table <laughs> yes and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I always do it <laughs> yeah of course you have to uh, when I went there yesterday I was poking around I was taking pictures I was seeing if there was anything scratched in the table that would read as a, as a photograph and as I was being that guy there was nobody there at the I wasn't like uh, pushing people's plates out of the way I uh, shoved them off the table but Somebody at a table right next to it, then like, yeah, like, like there was a family dinner and there was a mom who like, so are you an Imagineer or do you, well, like, no, I just like this stuff. I do a podcast. Oh, okay, great. What's your favorite part? So I got, I suddenly started this conversation about theme parks Mm. just by uh, poking around there and somebody at the table was an Imagineer. Well, uh huh. I don't want to say any more that I, or at least like a contractor who's working there at the uh, time, but, uh, um, yeah, I, hey, I got a little bit of that Tinkerbell magic. <laughs> Somebody who, went, who, was, yeah, who shook off pixie dust from the Dream Factory that day. <laughs> wow, okay. Did they draw you like a sketch of you in the TAM? Or? Uh, he took a picture of me. That's plenty. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah, God, I missed out. I should have made him do more work for free, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I only saw this on one blog, but I kind of believe it. Someone, they mentioned, well, that is referred to it you know it's got the plaque on it and they say oh it's disney's table um that he preferred to sit at the bar he would sit oh. at the bar with lawrence like he would you know right. the she owner. was a fat with yes. the owner yeah uh, yeah so oh, and i believe that i also prefer the bar <laughs> i'm a yeah, yeah, fan yeah. of the bar yeah, yeah. The bar's great because well, you can just walk in and sit down and a lot of times it's not terribly busy and you can order the full menu. Mm-hmm. And then even if you are getting like the prime rib can come out real fast cause it's already cooked and they're just like scooping potatoes. And yeah. Uh, so it's uh, like, I've like popped in there. In fact, I was there like for like a bar night where like friend Mike Hanford was in town and he was like, Hey, come meet up at the bar. And it was like friends hanging around a bar and I got a little hungry and it was like late later on in the night. And I just like sat there and was like, 
I don't have a fucking tamashanter cut. <laughs> and I just sat there and ate like a $60 dinner while like my friends were behind me talking. And it was like amazing to just how fast it came out. And it, it was treated like it's bar food. And it's like amazing. I think I recall that. Yeah. You'd like hunched over. You have to turn your back to everybody. Yes, I did turn. But what better food to, to do it for? But then, hey, we got to talk about next worst fucking thing in the world next morning. Test positive for COVID. I have to <laughs> That's text all my friends. I was waiting for you to bring it up. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up. It yeah. was mm-hmm. it was so shitty because it was like this was like last summer when it was still you know uh, new like. I felt so fucking scared that I maybe had passed it along to other people. And that's so much worse than getting it is yeah, like yeah, knowing sure. the people with children maybe had got it from me. And then you I were very I did, thought you made it. Well, you did very quick rounds of it. You seem to get the, get the news out quickly. I, I had to get that. I mean, I tweeted like some people are like embarrassed, but I tweeted, I have COVID just so that I could sleep soundly. Cause I felt so <laughs> yeah. bad because I took my mask off to eat my prime rib and then was talking to, to, to people. Right but what it did make me feel better though, because I was like, wait, okay, now where, was I in relation to him that whole well he was he did have his back turned eating that <laughs> yeah. prime rib for a lot he of was it breathing so. at the bartender <laughs> yeah so they got COVID. hopefully the rib like absorbed that is all probably, the yeah, yeah. All just the me droplets. and the rib went down that night <laughs> yeah it, it can get a little noisy so when they said uh, for your side do you want cream spinach cream corn or COVID-19 you just said the last one whatever it is last one please <laughs> I also recall I, I think I had the thought because I was it was there weren't a lot of indoor things going on at the time and I, I remember having the thought like oh, just calm down look maybe somebody in there will have it but it's not going to be like the you walk in and the first person that you talk to has it and then the <laughs> next morning when you said I was like that he was the very first person Dude, and, I, and I also <laughs> and I fucking felt like shit because I deserved it because it was this was August uh, of last year so it was like we had just got I had just got my shots and then the shots kicked in so I was kind of like oh I think I'm immune so and it was like do it during the t- two weeks in LA when things were sort of opening back up before Delta really hit mm. and um so I had had a weekend it was like oh Hanford's in town from New York so I had I rode the mechanical bull at the <laughs> saddle, saddle ranch and the, I, the West Hollywood the saddle West ranch? Hall, wow. saddle ranch. and I went to a Dodger game and I then I came to the Tamo Shanter uh, so it was like it was like yeah I'm gonna get it oh you got it from Saddle Ranch I got Should it from Saddle Ranch I, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing a mask there but it, they snuck no. through they yeah snuck it's through. Saddle Ranch it's strong yeah they have good COVIDs there <laughs> you got it from the vibe of Saddle Ranch yeah yeah I, they handed out of the door but <laughs> Wait, I that's agree. a ride though that's something we can oh that is a ride I'm not dying to do that oh let's go to Saddle Ranch you got well you got to ride the Sloppy Boys all rode it and you remember once it starts you're like Oh, the whole point of this thing mm. is for there to be girls on it. And it's like, hey, it looks like she's oh, having right, sex. Right. So the guy uh, who's doing it is like making you kind of like hump slowly back wait, and Wait, is forth. somebody controlling it? There's a dude controlling it. Oh, yeah. that's weird. It's very weird. You're, you can like, you like look, you can lock eyes with him. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of oh. get off on it. So it's oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys. Oh, and in public? Yeah. Or you get voyeurism? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. We did it as a little competition and, uh, and Jeff won. Hanford kept getting tossed off that real mm, fast. Okay. But it was fun. Well, we have to do it then, I guess. Yeah, that's a ride. They, they had the bowl. They got rid of it at City Walk. They got rid of a whole saddle ranch, which was up at City Walk. So what's there now? Uh, nothing a, a, a dirt lot i oh. think yeah nothing they, they there. replaced it with nothing it's just a or it's just a field they needed some dirt up there that's good. <laughs> and it used to be what what's the name of the guy 
You know the character Wheel the Wagon? Oh, was it? yeah. You know what I'm talking it about? It's like a wagon wheel. Like HP like Wagon HP Wheels wagon, something. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that seemed like the best. Yeah, I can't Whatever it was, it was we love. at some point, too. Whatever but. we love is one of our top 10 restaurants. We can't think of what it is, though. Well, let me see. Here's what I remember about that space, and then the Saddle Ranch still had it, is that it was one of those restaurants that is like a I said the word campus about encounters and I think I mean it that I love the restaurant where you keep bumping into room after room after yes. room and the rooms are all a little different than each other and you go like and this is here too and man there's a big like there's a wedding reception in one but then just a bunch of people eating in one and it's all it, it, it feels like a little adventure as you bump around and I think that's something that Tam O'Shanter has that restaurants have increasingly let just as like like new restaurants Restaurant physical footprints are never going right. to be as big as that place that opened Ta- in the 20s. Yes, so. if John Taffer was walking through, he'd go, why is this room different than the other room? <laughs> like, it's like, it's people don't like Make that anymore. But there's totally different vibes. Yeah, room to room. It's yes, like quiet, yes. like old couples having dinner. And then my first time ever there, which is probably why it charmed me so much, just happened to be, I sat in the bar and it was a Burns night, like a Burns dinner. Which is like an annual thing. That's the poet who it's named after. Yeah, That's like, a, like yeah. The, the poet that wrote the the the, the Tam O'Shanter poem, but he also wrote like the lyrics for Old Lang Syne and all kinds of stuff. Oh, and he's wow. like the poet laureate of Scotland. Ah. There's a night every year in January in pubs where people like get together and recite his poetry and get really drunk. And there's a lot of like interactive stuff you do. So I was in the bar and it was just like all these like drunk old people get it was so charming because it was like it was the actual people and it was their real culture it wasn't a bunch of me's kind of like horning in on it but they would like stand like like hit like a, a beer stein on a table to get people's attention then stand up and like say a line of a poem and then everyone would drink to it and there was like interactive sort of like call and response stuff going on wow, and i was like funny. is it like this every night this is fucking cool and it was one <laughs> night a year <laughs> I, I i ended up there once where like an Irish like folk rock band was like, all right, thank you for coming. We're going to record our EP right now. Whoa. Like, oh, okay. That's a lot well, of pressure for you. <laughs> we're on, and I am there eating. Uh, I think I was uh, doing a bar crawl throughout whatever, because there's a lot of dive bars. There's a lot of quaint bars in that area. And uh, I think I ordered an Irish coffee and then uh, the table side hot fudge sundae and a tamo shit. If you listen closely to that EP, you can hear the You can hear the CC, CC McGill. And then you then you can keep hearing more. More fudge. <laughs> more fudge. More fudge. tell you when I'm done. Tell you when. <laughs> oh, you don't leave my the table. Nuts. <laughs> I don't need that many nuts. More fudge. You're not um, getting a tip. Uh, <laughs> You know what's a fun thing they might not do anymore is in the bar is the the sandwich counter is that did that go the that's way a COVID, of the COVID victim the sandwich and oh, ale that sandwich and ale bar? yeah I love that was that was yeah, even started going. all the good meats like carved onto a sandwich and then you walk over to a funny little counter that had like this like peanut coleslaw and it's like really kind of gross usually <laughs> yeah, <that> one, yeah. <laughs> i like that peanut coleslaw though I, I guess i don't mind if it's gone back you can get all the same stuff now but it's back in the kitchen right maybe better or maybe more sanitary sure. back there but you you get dollops of that horseradish which is crazy that yeah. packs a punch yeah that's House like made wow wow House made horseradish damn, damn. 
really real spicy like yeah. you you feel they, like you snorted it even if you just <laughs> sure. took a tiny bite they give you the spicy stuff and then they give you the creamy stuff and they say hey you can customize by mixing them together to your appropriate level wow mm. like yeah. walt's chili cans right for which yeah. companies What's that? What were the chili uh, companies? Gebhards and Denison's. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I don't know if Gebhards still in business. I think I had Denison's like in the Boy Scouts. I feel like I have a picture of Denison's. Do huh? you know? Do we know what Walt ordered here? Because they don't have chili on the menu. They have mm. like old timey stuff like stew and or, or some. I mean uh, French onion soup and stuff. Yeah. But like the cocktail, I've had the Table Thirty One cocktail, mm-hmm. and and it's it's like. Um, rye elderflower liqueur and maybe like apple brandy or something like it's that got a strong apple i love that drink for it's whatever reason yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's in any like i think that's all my favorite stuff is like reddish whiskey drinks right. and that's a nice that's a that's a beautiful orange it's that's a well balanced like at. real crisp nice drink i had it once and I, I i loved it and i was like wait i feel like walt I was wondering if he really drank it. I was like, he seems like he would be like a teetotaler to me. Like, uh, mm. and I was like, does Walt Disney drink? And I looked it up and it's, and he did drink mm. and his go-to drink was a, like a scotch breeze. Scotch, scotch mist. mist. Scotch mist. It's black and white scotch, crushed ice and a, a twist of lemon. So, so really just a scotch on the rocks. Yeah, it's just a scotch mm. on the rocks. Yeah. Do you know, basic. like, did he, did get tanked on those? Is there any stories of him getting kind of loose? I think he got. Well, we've read the big thing is that he would go. He uh, he got an injury playing polo. We did a whole episode on our Patreon called Walt's Polo Injury, mm. in which we discovered that he was in two polo games with people who died in the game. Jesus, two men uh, were murdered by horses in front of Walt Disney. And his brother was like, "Stop playing this game." Does <laughs> yeah. no. that happen in polo? Is that a part of polo? I I mean, it seems. I guess apparently. it's generally dangerous, but I don't. You have to. Th- that percentage, because how many could he possibly have played? Do he play more than a hundred games? Because if so, one game, two <laughs> percent involved death. They called him the Angel of Death. <laughs> so after his polo games, he still he kept tanked? playing. But then he would. But then he had a horrible injury and fell off of a horse. Didn't die, but uh, the horrible injury. So then for years, he had a nurse who would give him a massage while he got super drunk in a little side room at in the his end of the day. He called his laughing place, like wow. in. Splash Mountain. I'm going to go to my laughing place and get a massage and a scotch yeah. mist. That makes sense. I, I'm so curious about the guy because he's so weird. It's like I when I moved to Los Feliz, I read that the bio, like the big thick biography on him, and because mm-hmm. I wanted to like walk around Kingswell and Vermont and like see all of the spots. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah. That I, I was trying to remember it all today. That Kingswell is where there was a house where he first lived it was his uncle's house and he lived with his brother and it's where he made the first shorts the Alice yeah. shorts yeah so that's there but then like uh, the fancier place that he leveled up to was in that neck of the woods yeah and then like up like uh, in in like the hills of Los Feliz is like his like man- first mansion he mansion before he went to like Holmby Hills when he had like a giant estate right but like yeah. there's a key shop or like a, a copy shop, uh, shop off of Vermont that has a big mural because it was his first, first, yeah, that studio. It was first office, so the first, like, non-house yeah. where he made right, cartoons. Right, so, because he moved, like, right across the street from his uncle and then rented a little house and he could, like, walk to work. But wow. he's a fascinating dude because he's, uh, there's a certain creepiness, to, like, you know, his, uh, it's like, 
his staff went on on strike at one point, and he just like never got over it. And oh yeah, yeah, I, he hates he hated <laughs> unions. He, yeah, I mean the undercurrent of his early life seems like there was a lot of hard times and a lot of sadness. Yeah, and then he gets older and he starts to get successful, but then. <laughs> is haunted by chronic injury from a polo yeah. uh, uh insane polo he yeah that dimension of it that he was in horrible pain for what yeah 30 more yeah. years and then died pretty like quickly and violently it seems like that, yeah. that yeah. cancer shot through him smoked like a chimney probably and seems like he kept long hours yeah and the smoking probably helped keep him alert you know walt had all the same bad opinions that like a uh, john taffer might have <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, but his life is interesting and it's full of crazy yeah. shit yeah yeah um no it's a weird we yeah I, we like to think we're one of the only podcasts about this stuff that isn't just like and then an angel named walt disney <laughs> right. came to earth i mean that's why i like thinking both things at the same time is, is it's like it's uh you know, there's like Disney people that are just like, "Wow, Mickey!" And then there's uh, and then there's and then there's people that are like, "Oh, fucking corporate bullshit, man! Fuck! Oh, Disney is like." I think both can be true at once, and I like thinking about Walt as like, I do think those movies are has have a magic to them, and the Disney world charms me in a way that's magical. And then at the same time, I can walk around Disneyland and kind of see the dark side of it and be kind of grossed out by some of the people watching and stuff. And I like thinking about both at once. So I like thinking of Walt, like mm. making an amazing fairy tale Ill movie, but then getting drunk during his massage in his <laughs> laughing room or whatever. <laughs> and like what makes that weird guy tick? Because he's like, you could tell by the way, some of those nine old men and stuff, you would think that they'd be really close with them, but they weren't like, they'll tell stories of their best memories of Walt. And it's like, you know, after I made Sleeping Beauty, he patted me on the back and said, good job. And I think of that all the time. And you're like, oh, I don't know that he was like. I don't think he was the very warmest, effusive. The most right. grandpa. I think the hugger. Yeah. He, he was because I think his persona on TV was like, I'm a big cuddly teddy bear. Hello. Welcome to me. He gives me some money for yeah. my movies and theme park. But then, I yeah, like the Sherman brothers, I think well, the last time they saw him. Before he died, they were just like, he actually gave them a solid compliment, and they were like, something's wrong. They like knew something's up, Richard. We got to find, he was find like, a new gig. Great job, fellas. And then he closed the door, and they were like, he's going to die. <laughs> Man, have you something seen that, like uh, that. Have you seen that Sherman Brothers movie? The documentary? Yeah. 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 And the then, boys. like, at yeah. the, when they've been estranged for so long and they see each other on the red carpet, and one is still kind of like, yeah, no, it never, they it's never cool. got it. Because they, one of them has passed away. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't think they ever. They never got along really well. I think at least one of them seemed to elude, and it's not a dissimilar way from Disney of like having seen some things in the war. Yeah. Yes, that was that's the yeah, one. The, yeah, the one, there's one who's a goofball and one who's a war vet who was in the shit and is fucked yeah. up forever. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think I mean he would drink with the Sherman bro. Like there's the anecdote about like him inviting the Sherman brothers to his office and there's a piano and oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. go he's played the song and they know to play feed the birds there's for Mary Scotch Poppins involved. it's <laughs> him him it's wanting always, him wanting to hear feed the birds the saddest the song, saddest yeah. song. Yeah. from Mary Poppins and I think that is an, a very interesting anecdote it is also one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever heard yeah Oof. Walt wanted to wallow in his sadness, yeah. so he wanted us to play live one of the saddest songs. Uh, but if he... Oh, oh go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that uh, one of the... Uh, I briefly lived 
about a half mile from the Tambo Shanter. And yes. The most, I think the place that, I, the closest I ever came to having a haunt. Yeah. And I certainly <laughs> did drink yeah. there a lot because I was, I was very depressed at the time. <laughs> so happy time, you know. You, there's Did even you make happy any moments. brilliant feature films? Uh, <laughs> I Double know characters. <laughs> no, I just I, got drunk and did improv. <laughs> <laughs> Many uh, like thirty characters a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any number of little bits in streaming things that are now lost to the ages. Yeah, that are off of the internet. <laughs> that yeah. are onto beat up decaying Lucy hard drives in <laughs> um, Did you become, or are any of you uh, VIP members? Lowry's... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I got the gold card. I looked at my history before recording today, because your whole history the whole... is recorded if you go online. It'll yeah. tell you when what days you ate there. Wow, the greatest story ever how told. many points you accrued that day. I love and pulling out that card. I feel like a big shot. And it does. Sometimes it's like a pretty, you know, like it's a crapshoot. Sometimes it's like, oh, dessert was free or it's 10% off. So I've been there with people where it's like this whole fucking meal was free. Like, it's yeah, if you yeah, can rack up major point. Yeah, this is, uh, I think the Doughboys maybe turned me on to this fact that if you, that it's a very reasonable, will pay itself back VIP program. Yeah. yeah. So glad I did it. Because, yeah, if you go just for, you know, for big celebrations or whatever, but you went a little further, correct? Oh, yes. I've bragged to you about how I. My wedding was... At, have you ever been to the L.A. River Center? No. It's no. in Cypress Park, kind of near the um, Home Depot, like on the other side of Dodger Stadium, um, on the other side of the river from Dodger Stadium. And it's now like... It's this weird place that you can have weddings at, but it's sort of just... Um, it feels like it's owned by the city government or something, and it's just like this kind of old event space, charming, outdoor kind of Spanish uh, courtyard... But then a little, a little bit dingy and a little bit dated. And when me and Jessica were touring wedding venues, we were like charmed by the place. And then we found out the history of it is, um, it was Lowry's, uh, of, like the same Lowry's, uh, and, and you know, like they got real big after the seasoned salt. Uh, and, yeah. Oh like yes, this off. might be the if for listeners not in Los Angeles, this might be where you've heard the name Lowry because that's right. a product nationwide, correct? This a lot of people put it on eggs. I've, I saw, I was watching the Kardashians and Chris Kardashian was like, "You can't have eggs without Lowry season salt." And then Dutton was saying like, "Oh, well, gr- growing up, I always had this on my eggs." Wow, oh, wow. I think okay. of it as a prime rib. We always so. had seasoned pepper in the house. Yeah, it's a couple brands of it, but mm. Lowry's being one of them. I'm, I'm trying. I love their logo. Just that, like that, that calming, big, thick, swirly L. It feels it's, so um, like seventies. Yeah. You would know 80s. the designer. It's like one of those guys. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Like Saul Bass. Is that a designer? What? Oh, yeah, Maybe yeah. Him. I um, yeah. Now I don't remember what the, what the Saul Bass stuff is, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So big, uh, Lowry's Prime Rib a Restaurant is similarly like in the way that Tamashanter is themey. Their hook is that they have they roll around these big brass carts to cut your prime rib from and so they cut it right in front of you and then when they came out with this season salt that was huge and then the the corporation got really big so in like the early 70s right after like when did walt die late 66 66 and he was like midway through planning epcot right he thought it was going to be its actual city or something that's like what that. it was at the yeah yeah and then they they bought that florida property right before he died i think in the sort of same way that he would have been inspired by the World's Fair and stuff, the Lowry's people tried to open up like an amusement park type vibe, not with not with rides, but a cultural center 
that is now the LA River Center where I got married. It was oh. it was the Lowry's California Center. Wow. And it, was, it was their corporate offices for the salt. And then also there was um, it was like you would buy a day pass and walk around and there was a Mexican restaurant and a Chinese restaurant and Lowry's prime rib. And it just went out of business right away. <laughs> like they thought it was going to be like Ep- Ep- the Epcot of food. Whoa! Wow. And, and it didn't work. Oh, I'd work. love to find photos of that. That yeah. must have been. It's cool. I, 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 uh, I, I there, there are some online because I was looking at it when I was like planning my wedding, and it's like their original promotional postcards and stuff are like people sit very much like the way that California was sold to the Midwest as like come out to the Rose Bowl and eat an orange and all this shit. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the like, look at dining al fresco in in L.A. Wow. wow. Anyway, Lowry's has a deal, still has a deal with the L.A. River Center, and uh, so that they cater weddings. So the food at my reception was Lowry's prime rib. The carts so, that you push, oh, all that wow. stuff's happening. All that oh, shit. They did this. They did wedding. the spinning salad bowl. Yeah. They did all the shit. It was wow. it was so fun, and it was great wedding food, but. That way, I signed up for a Lowry's card right before my wedding. So you would normally like have to accrue points. <laughs> I entered as a platinum guy because I spent like thousands oh, wow. of dollars in wow. one night. Wow. So, so I was eating free at the Tam O'Shanter for like years after that. Wow. Yes. It was amazing. Wow. What, what a good a deal. Scheme. What a way yeah. to like actually get value out of a wedding, which is for sure. nothing but like a waste of money. Also- nothing but a waste of money. It's horrible, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. you know, my wedding was yeah, a Yeah, yeah. It's a sham. <laughs> Love isn't real. We get it, Scott. <laughs> uh, you're so cynical, Scott. I did the same thing with like I had a lot of family staying at the Westin, so I start up signed up for like Starwood points or what. I was never a points guy, and I got a bunch of free hotels off that too. So you, a wedding could be a money making venture. Wow! <laughs> yeah, you can I encourage everyone to, the to have nuptials. The just turning in Mike's head because he's great at gaming these mm. kind of systems. Um, I know one of the perks of being a Lowry's member. I think for your birthday and for your anniversary um i I think now your anniversary of joining of joining yeah uh not your shit marriage anniversary (laughs) fraud money scheme yeah Yeah. i i think it's changed where now when you go if that is on your card they'll just give you a bottle that says tam o'shanter of seasoning salt for a while they would mail you a personalized seasoned pepper or seasoned salt and so I have a bunch just on my desk that's like Jason yeah, yeah. It's hard to get through them all. Yeah. And I mean, I used one or two of them. But, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of like hilariously not like you picture like it's it's inscribed in gold, but no. then it's just kind of like a piece of paper yeah. printed out. You see the print marks on it. Scott Gardner. It's like yeah, a name yeah. tag for like a hotel seminar. Have you got the Christmas uh, ornaments? Uh, no. no, maybe this is, is this, a, this yeah, might be for the platinum. Yeah. Only. Addition, yeah, I get the salt on my birthday, and then for Christmas they send you an ornament. And one time it was like a little gold medal with like a ribbon, <laughs> like that would go around your neck, and it, it said Lowry's. And then the the <laughs> a couple years ago it was a like a silver thing that was just shaped like a season salt, like, like a fancy wow. Whoa. fake season salt <laughs> treasure ornament. There's not a higher level than you are. Probably. I don't know. I, I just CEO. I, I, I've seen the gold garden and I know mine says platinum, but I mean, maybe there's like a black card that's really thick. Yeah. That it's just free. <laughs> yeah. Everything's free. You can just snap and like a big rare cut of meat shows up. You can get the 30 you, seconds. You can get Carolos to show up. Not Christmas time. Not at Christmas time. <laughs> I want to do. Sing Southside Johnny. Go. <laughs> sing. The, feed the birds. It's in the summer and they, <laughs> they come sing you. <laughs> Love um, on the wrong side. Have you ever had, town. you know, the, the biggest cut. 
of prime rib at the Tamar Center is the Prince Charlie cut, and it's like a big fat steak. Mm. And then, but over at the Beverly Hills Lowry's, they have the Diamond Jim Brady cut that I've been afraid to order. <laughs> Diamond Jim Brady is a famous eater from New York like oh. 100 years ago. <laughs> Referenced on The Simpsons, I think it's like sometimes they call Mayor Quimby like Diamond Joe Quimby. Yes, yes. And uh-huh. um, I, I looked him up when on the on, on the Sloppy Boys podcast, we we're talking about some cocktail that Diamond Jim Brady ate, but he was just a guy that would like, he was just, you know, probably like a steel baron or something, but he would go out to dinner in Times Square every night before seeing a Broadway show and would just eat so much food that he got famous. And then, <laughs> so, so the Lowry's like named their double cut. It's two Tam O'Shanter cuts. So I think you, I think you get two bones. Wow. That's how fucking thick My it is. My goodness. Like a yeah. steak. Wow. That's wild. Wow. Do, well. what, what's your favorite? Did you say your favorite steak? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's your food option when you, when you do it? I find it hard to not. I, I always get prime rib. I always just get the Tam O'Shanter cut and I get mm. spinach. Once in a while, if they have a ribeye special where they're actually grilling a steak, I like it like a char grilled steak. So I do that as a mm. special. I love the devil's on horseback. They don't always have them, but there's an appetizer that's like dates wrapped in bacon. Oh yeah, Ooh, cool. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know, if I could go back, you, you something you asked a little while ago is what did Walt eat? I found yeah. one article that seemed to assert that he ate one of the stranger, more specific Scottish things on the menu, which is the toad in the hole. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the toad in the hole is, a, it's a, all right, let me read their description. A Scottish mix of filet mignon, mushrooms, onions, and Guinness gravy, all served in a Yorkshire pudding. So that's like a little, it is like a, a pastry. It's a, it's a meat pie. It's very, yeah. very medieval. Uh, it, it, it is. I've had it and it's great. And I would recommend to anyone that's like intimidated by just like having a giant piece of a cow on your plate. It's, it's a nicer meal because it's just like little pieces of, of filet. But um, yeah, it's like the, like a pastry that you're cutting into, but a, and it has gravy in it. It's pretty good. That's, yeah. I couldn't tell if it would like wipe me out, if that was going to be like the heaviest thing ever. But it's, maybe it's, it's small still, enough. It's still heavy, but it's not as heavy as you're, you're at least getting less like protein. It's, yeah, uh-huh. right, there's right. vegetables and usually a side salad with it too. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. serve a toad in the hole at Universal. Uh, at the Wizarding World? Yeah, one of the Wizarding Worlds. But it's a, a Yorkshire pudding with sausage, I think, is how I've seen it done mm. before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they make it more steak-oriented here, probably. I was wondering, because uh, uh, I, I had heard that they had like a secret menu, and I, somebody said that there was a there's an off-menu burger there that's like this open-faced and it has the Scotch rare bit, and it's like an old timey burger that w- they would have been serving when Walt was around. Ah. And um, I did the thing where I ordered it, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> and <laughs> so I was shit. humiliated, and they oh, didn't have it. Oh, that's why you never it. want yeah. to. Oh, it makes me shudder. You you can <laughs> just order the burger and add on Scotch rare bit mm. to it. Well, uh, here is what I did. I okay. went because I wanted to do something I hadn't done, and it was a little heavier. So my meal last night, by the way, took the family, took my son for the first time. Hey. That was very exciting. Worked for a kid. Mac and cheese out, lickety split. That's the most Hell important yeah. thing to oh, a parent yeah, yeah. dining out. Uh, so, so that was special to be there uh, with him. But then. Uh, like okay, I gotta go a little heavier here. So I did a prime rib sandwich with that side of Scotch rare bit, which is like if you've ever had that, that's sort of a it's a beer cheese. Yeah, get a little dippy with a sandwich. That's yeah, fun. yeah, with a little bit of kick, like a cayenne pepper kick. That's so great. They do that there. Mm-hmm. So pouring that on top of just like simple meat sandwich with that coleslaw and the pickles on the this might have been the best thing I've eaten in uh, months and months. The feeling of. Dr- 
dripping that cheese all over mm. like the extra what was the thing you were talking about a while ago oscar when you oscar the oh oscar steak, that felt oscar like an oscaring is, yeah uh, cheese Morton's, and yeah. crab and ah, oscar. uh asparagus yeah so i went for that little extra kick top of a steak. <laughs> i read a really good article um I'm, uh, I forget what website it was on, but recently just explaining like the thrill of a steakhouse is like, and because I love steakhouses so much, and I know there's like better food I could have, especially in LA. There's like so many good restaurants. I feel kind of dumb for going back to Musso and Frank so much, <laughs> but <laughs> I, it, the, I read an article that encapsulated the thing of like the indulgence, like the way that everything is served, like like a la carte, and just the idea of like when you're eating a steak and you have a martini. And you have it like au gratin potatoes or cream spinach. It's like you're not supposed to eat this stuff, you know. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> yeah. supposed, you're not supposed to eat this beef in this amount. Like doctors are like, yeah, have a steak the size of a deck of cards. You can absolutely have a steak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a steak. Yeah. But it's like when, you, like, if you're martini, you're just like that's like gin, you know. It's like straight to the dome and steak and stuff. And that there's like. You know that you're like the self-destructive nature of eating a meal like that does make you feel good. So it has to be a special occasion. Mm-hmm. And if you go there on a Friday or on a birthday or something, you're like, yeah, take this body. I'm going to dip my <laughs> roast beef sandwich into the into the rare bit and and eat it. And that is like, yeah, it's like not meant to be tar- part of your uh, of your normal diet, but it makes you feel like you're like cutting loose and indulging mm. in a weird way you're a king and it's and how much physical space and if you're at a table if you're at a little table like Walt's table and like it's all overtaken by here's lots of little side dishes <laughs> giant cuts of meat like it is so uh, yeah I don't know the next level uh, mm-hmm. uh, kingly uh, and Walt would have it every night <laughs> <laughs> chili all day yeah. chili steaks all, day. all night yeah uh, I do like the burger I usually get the burger when I I go there it's if I'm eating burger. in the bar. Um, uh, 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 they have a chicken sandwich now too. They have like a fried chicken sandwich with like coleslaw on top. That I think they very added a bunch move. of stuff. It's very solid. Yeah. It's very that's, solid. That's what I had. Uh, the listeners know this, but you haven't heard this. I don't think too, that I uh, very early pandemic. I we're super craving like the places that we miss going like yeah. this. Uh, so we did take out with a takeout cocktail a maple old-fashioned from yes. tam o'shanter i did that crispy chicken sandwich just driving over there felt nice and seeing that exterior yep. in that all in the in the thick of it uh the little shot of that storybook uh, village uh but then also sad that it's boarded up and no don't come anywhere close but it was very nice like comfort food to have felt great and like chilling out a little bit because before the big crazy month i had ahead of me because i was gonna have a baby probably sure. in a month and instead aaron's water broke right then and there oh, and i shit. had half of that old-fashioned and thank god i was drinking slow because <laughs> then i had to go do the most difficult thing ever and drive her you know so oh my god so I'd be responsible for my family uh so but now i'm like oh now it's and we, we kept history. that bottle yes and my parents got engaged at the beverly hills lowry really wow. so it's so wow. part of the family yes it's why i'm around it's why my not why my son's around wait no <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <so weird. laughs> i'm sure you had a couple yeah. old-fashions that night come on the fact <laughs> That I made the fact that I didn't uh, get too drunk off the old fashioned and crash the car is why he's uh, around. Um, mm. I forget that you're from LA, right? The Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where? Uh, uh, Woodland Hills. I oh, love it. Um, mm-hmm. Was Lowry's like a part? And if, if your parents got engaged there, like was that a is that was that a part of your childhood or, or is that a thing? No, actually, mm. no. And nor was Tam O'Shanter. I feel like a real latecomer. To I guess it. it's kind of far from Woodland Hills, but yeah. I. Um, 
Did you ever go to Chasen's? Was that around when you were? That's I know that name, but I, I it's I like a place it. that a lot of like it's another old school, yeah, old school. Th- it's gone now, uh, and I never got to go. But uh, um, I just wonder with Lowry's, they have a funny hook that you go there, and while you're waiting for this delicious prime rib, they have free meatballs in the lobby. <laughs> And <laughs> terrible. They're like Costco. <laughs> they're like Costco meatballs and and potato chips that are pretty good. They're like natural cut potato chips. But all these people who are about to have like an amazing dinner are just like eating these toothpick meatballs in the lobby. It's so weird. It's like you know a neighborhood bar that yeah. just has a crock pot with something going in. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. And it would, if it were a dive bar, you would appreciate it. But you're like, yeah. why would I waste any stomach space on this? I need as much as I can possibly get. Yeah. Um. Uh. I have another Walt story. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, uh, this was on uh, the same KCET article. And then there was Biff's, one of the early coffee shop chains, along with the still extant Denny's that sprung up across California after the World War II boom. According to his daughter, Walt believed that cooks at Biff's, which featured the then novel exhi- exhibition cooking in which the chef and grill were fully visible to the diners, quote, did potatoes right? Uh, and then there's an anecdote that Thelma, the um, uh, uh, Disney's maid, went to the coffee shop to see how they cooked potatoes so she could then prepare fried potatoes, home fried potatoes in the same fashion. She had to fashion. go learn? She had to have potato tutelage? Well, it's un. It is unclear whether they told her to or whether she had that idea herself. <laughs> I think I Walt like brought her there and was like, watch, learn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Become to potatoes what my animators are to <laughs> human motion. Uh, um, let's talk drinks a little bit as you, oh, you're a cocktail yeah. person. You, you, we talked about it at Table 31, but what's your what's the go-to? What do you drink when you go there? Um, I will get totally sloshed on martinis. It's kind of a mar- I think if I'm having like a lot of a like an old school beefy meal, I'll do martinis i usually always just get a, a martini i ask if they have blue cheese olives they don't at tam o'shanter which is sad mm. um oh. tragic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah really sad you, you can yeah. pick yourself up from that then. but my go-to steakhouse drink would be like uh a martini with with gin and i'm not picky about gin so i'll just have like well gin because it's usually like gordon's and i like that but at tam o'shanter sometimes i'm like it's kind of fancy i'll have a hendrix martini mm. and a couple mm. of extra bucks for a good gin ah and then Drink them till I'm cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's what you were saying. This was like a haunt for you for a little bit. I think if I was walkable to Tamashage, I'd be in trouble. I think I'd be there drinking a lot. I think I would be uh, 15 pounds heavier. Yeah. I th- like, it's I kind of want this world a little bit, mm. but it's probably better that I'm... The bartenders are chatty and fun. There's one guy who has a thick Scottish accent that I swear is fake. <laughs> and it's it's easy to like I, I if I sit at the bar like having a Guinness and you kind of like hey I'm a kind of a pub guy <laughs> who tells you story you get stories and mm-hmm. jokes mm-hmm. that every like everybody's like uh, everybody's fun over there's there. a lot of shtick like if you yeah if I order a martini there they'll say like in, in, like when they're asking like dry or dirty or whatever they've got it's like Hemingway or Churchill or whatever like they've got little isms there that mm-hmm. I like uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. they usually they'll do the like um beer uh combos they'll do like a snake bite which is usually like harp or some sort of other lager oh. and cider mm-hmm. is a snake bite mm-hmm. and then i don't know what whatever they used to call black and tans which is stout and lager okay mm-hmm. um, nice. i feel like giving a guinness at the tam is really great yeah yeah, yeah. i guess yeah. just location wise 
That again is the trouble. Like truly, if we were there all the time, because it's not even just that you're drinking; it's that you're drinking the thickest, the thickest, the thickest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's thicker. It's there's people probably that are like Guinness. It's bullshit corporate now. Like <laughs> it's not sure. thick, but yeah, it is for people that don't drink that much beer. Yeah, yeah. we did go the one year for St. Patty's Day. Oh my God, it was a at like two o'clock like, in the afternoon, and it was already pretty sloppy. That was like the Jersey Shore. That was that like was the Jersey Shore. <laughs> that was they madness. Set up a massive tent outside in the parking lot. Uh, it was like here, drink ticket buying drink ticket, here. We had like, to buy tickets. Uh, uh, and then we, I think we had a few drinks and then ate at Mimi's. I remember that day I had a few drinks and I was, I think it was you and Gio were there. And I was like, help me set up my Tinder profile. Like, that's what we're <laughs> oh, doing. Oh, no. This, by the way, <laughs> this is, not, I just spoke with Anthony Gio about your Tinder profile a few days ago. <laughs> really? How much say did you have? Was was there a lot of punch up going on? I don't on? know. Well, I was just like, is this picture nice? Do I look nice in there? It was just remind because I in my memory there was a night when we were setting up your Tinder profile and it was the day I got the Switch with the first with the Zelda Switch game, uh, which is maybe the funniest uh, the funniest thing I've ever seen is that we were doing your Tinder profile, then we started playing Switch, and you were like, let me try. You took the game, you immediately stripped all of Link's clothes off his body and set his horse. <laughs> on fire <laughs> and sent the horse running no. we didn't know we didn't know any of that was possible we didn't know any of that was possible i have to correct you i think this was a different day it was probably two days because we drove i rode with you you said i need to go to culver city to pick up my switch and that's you di- went to you're a right, best you're right, buy you're right. that's a different day and they said it's at the other best buy in culver city so then we mm-hmm. had to find a second unknown best buy yes that was confusing <laughs> yeah uh, uh you're right those are two different days but yeah. i was just discussing your tinder profile in regards to this day i yeah 2017 didn't have a ton going on <laughs> so <laughs> drinking in the day <laughs> drinking in the day at tambo shanter driving to multiple best spies mm-hmm. i have know. a picture of you guys because i think an early place we all hung out was at the bar mm-hmm. and i have a picture of you guys at the tam bar and is is it like a posed like hey we're no i just for, i don't know why i took a photo of you guys like uh like going over the the receipt like uh <laughs> figuring out the bill it's a very like it's a like dark photo it's not a good photo <laughs> but it's the two of you maybe yeah. it's maybe the boys having fun at a bar we were well, the bill. Just everybody well, like, we just i think we were both we're trying to get points. Well, that's the, the issue. So yeah, we, we were both arguing over who would get the, the points. And then what I was taking a picture of, probably sorting out the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is pre-podcast or right? It's pre-podcast, and then I really specifically remember we talked about this when you were gone, Mike. That uh, when we did an episode without you, that uh, Jason left early, and then you we stood by the door, and you were talking for a while about. I'm telling you, we got to figure out a project with this guy, Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason is <laughs> incredible. He did this so and this he did that was? and he did this and that, and you told Jason story after Jason. Story. That kind of was like the Pixar lunch where the kind of the podcast <laughs> yeah, grew that's out right. of that experience. <laughs> yeah. That's like a wall. I'm kind of like Walt. You're Walt. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> In, dreaming up characters yeah. like Jason. Jason's my Mickey. <laughs> Jason the lucky man. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's more the stinker version of Mickey. He's getting yeah, into yeah, trouble. I'd say so. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know the anxious too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all the Mickey. Dressed and anxious. And Mickey, Weird that people work in the animation industry might uh, project some neurotic qualities into a character. <laughs> sure, uh, um, surprising. The uh, and what else? You know, with that, with dreaming up these little ideas, that's another thing. If you sit at the table thirty-one, you can 
see if you look closely you can see little etchings they, like they yeah. drew, like people drew dinosaurs on the table mm-hmm. was that them dreaming up the world's fair dinosaurs or is that uh, were these dinosaurs drawn uh, six years ago by <laughs> yeah. uh, somebody we know right by Mookie or there. something yeah. um, I don't know that uh, <laughs> but <laughs> did you say Mookie yeah yeah <laughs> I went to the Tamar Shander for Mookie's uh, dad's 70th birthday wow that must have been why that was in my head yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you did say it. yeah you were saying it's a Mookie good loves it but it was a uh, perfect talk about perfect parent dinner they hadn't been there before he was in town to see steely dan at the bowl for his 70th birthday uh-huh. yeah what and a tam and then steely tam dan in the bowl talk about the la <laughs> well, night was for, i wasn't either for a boomer dad what wow. a night <laughs> or for a, a non-boomer dad. yeah or a millennial <laughs> bad boy friend <laughs> uh that's the nice thing about the tambo shatter lots of very very solid flavorful food items but if you are bringing a parent who doesn't have like an exciting like a pal- advanced palate or anything uh plenty of very plain unseasoned items at yeah. your disposal yeah, as dad well. is gonna be fine yeah. if he it's eats safe. a tam this very was safe. seasoned with butter and salt and nothing else <laughs> I, mean, I feel that but the mac and cheese is mm. sort of like these days there's a lot of hip mac and cheeses that are yeah. got the gruyere going on or something not mm. that mac and cheese no though. no <laughs> yeah, so so basic he loved it ate it very special to be there with him and a lot of pebbles for him to play with so that's important well that's good pebbles mm. uh um, they have the best pebbles it's the there. truly the most the finest pebbles <laughs> in they're town. not fruity pebbles but they're pretty good <laughs> close yeah for yeah. inedible pebbles yes uh, um this we, is, oh yeah, i was just gonna say this one this place there's a lot of places when you get to la you get very excited because they've been around for a while mm. like there's a place called the smokehouse not too oh, far yeah. from here mm-hmm. that i feel like is great but Tam, I feel like, is one of the better places that has held up over the years as far as food-wise. You can go yeah. pretty wrong with food at Smokehouse. You can and, get and that yeah. correct for sure. I love I Smokehouse, like and I love so many restaurants like that where you have to be on board for the kitsch, so I know yes, exactly. me and Jessica are going to like it, but I'd be afraid to bring friends that don't kind of want to laugh at their food. Tam O'Shanter is is like, the, yeah, it's like historic, and the, and the food is still like high quality food it's still around for a reason it's not like it's just waiting to close down yeah uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's not yeah. people like we're keeping up the tradition because we feel like we have to like we feel bad and i know people want it we love it the family-owned thing i think you said like i think it is the the old the oldest restaurant in la is musso and frank's but they've changed ownership so ah, tam gotcha. might be the second or no el cholo the mexican oh. place mm. is old but it's moved locations Okay, this is the spot. I I think that Tam O'Shanter is the 100 years of still that original family is still involved in the ownership, and it's the only place like that. They survived uh, prohibition. They had to get. That's yeah. how long it's been around. There's photos on the wall of mm. uh, like celebrating that prohibition is over. Right. Yeah. Um, they survived. I did take out once too during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I. A funny story. Uh, well, I, I learned some other facts about the Tama Shanter because Jane used to briefly work there. Oh, I didn't as know that. a waiter. Ah. And um, uh, oh, will this there, ruin it? Are we going to find out what's no, really no. in everything? Uh, uh, there is, I think, unofficially a John Wayne table as yes, well. Yes, I've heard this. Yes, yeah, because he was table a regular fifteen in the Tartan Room. Yes, they only let the people room. with the best opinions have tables <laughs> at Tam. Uh, the other thing she was like, you know, that uh, on the top floor, 
there's men's and women's locker rooms so they can get changed into those goofy tartan clothes oh, when they go to work. Wow. Oh, and hey, wait, this is a big thing we've missed in terms of the Disney connection is it is, it's all tartans and plaid Scottish inspired yes. uniforms and that is the uniforms still of the tour guides at right. Disneyland. Right. So right. it might yeah. have pretty directly come from that. He wanted, Walt wanted to humiliate yes. people. And put fuzzy, uh, fuzzy puffs on their hats. He loved. They should just do. They should have a prime rib restaurant there. Wouldn't it fit well with like uh, Blue Bayou and stuff? If there was also just like a Scottish prime rib, yeah. there should be more good restaurants at the park. If you, yeah, you could. They they made the Fantasyland restaurant a little better than it was. It's this Gaston oh, restaurant. Um, but I was I was sitting there last night thinking like. Boy, what we accept as theme park food and say, actually, that was pretty good, as opposed to the quality here, where you're in a storybook environment, it is themed, and the food's excellent, and the drinks are excellent. Like, boy, if only you could plop Tam O'Shanter or something of its quality right into Fantasyland. Do you guys have favorite Disneyland foods that I'm missing? I always eat a turkey leg, and I think it's bad, but I always just look (laughs) around. I spend all day looking for it, and then I eat it, and I'm like, too salty. Yeah. (laughs) I forget um, every time. I I always recommend the plaza in, I think it's a plaza in now, um, at the end of Main Street, there's like a cafeteria style restaurant that does mm-hmm. really good fried chicken and you can kind of smell it outside. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. that did at one point in time was like a local kind of steakhouse family restaurant, not too dissimilar, but mm. I think that changed within the first six or seven years of Disneyland. Oh, like somebody else owned it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, what else is The good? Star Wars hot dog. The, the Star Wars Ronto wrap. Really like the Ronto is wrap. It's really good. Oh, is it is it wrap all the way around the hot dog? Pretty close. There's a slaw. <laughs> well, does it have something Star Warsy about it? Nah, well, it just got a sauce that's a little spicy. It's on a pita. It's on a pita. I had something in like Cars Land that was in a cone. Oh yeah, yeah. chili. Many chili options in a cone. Yeah, chili cone. There's, cone. there's mac and cheese there. in the cones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trader Sam's food stepping it up too. Like they have riskier. They have poke and uh, you've got it ramen there, right? And, I had. I never have. Oh. Way. This is crazy. Jeez. I'm a tiki head. I love yeah. it, but I have not. Uh, the, the thing you say, I think it is a pretty legit tiki bar. We yeah, talked about like it a while it. back, and yeah, it's not just a theme park impression of one. Like it, it feels lived yeah, in, that, and I drinks like are that's solid. What, that's what. Yeah, like they have some, or it, it's not that it's, and it's not like watered down. I feel like. I had a tiki-esque drink at the Grand Californian one time, but it had like a light-up ice cube in it, and it was like, mm-hmm. the drink was just very sweet and, and not yeah. too boozy. Yeah, what has your theme park drinking luck been? Are you judging it harder? Have you had stuff where you've uh, struck out? I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten shithouse drunk at the, the uh, Carl Strauss beer cart in California Adventure. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I remember I like nice walking around. There. I feel like this Disneyland doesn't have too much booze. Or, or They've only barely started to in, in uh, Star Wars and the Blue Bayou now, yeah. but that's it. I feel like, yeah, I, I haven't been there uh, in a long time, and when I was there, I couldn't find any booze, so then I went to like the little wine-tasting place in California Adventure, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that was a little bit fun, but then just... Yeah, pounded beers at that little cart. <laughs> they they sell Walt's Scotch Mist at the Carthay Circle restaurant. This I have to do. I've I've peeked yeah. my head in Carthay Circle, but didn't have time to like settle in for a cocktail night. Yeah, you can do because you can just do the bar. Which that's our favorite. Well, no, we like the restaurant too, but the bar, and then we like the Manhattans yeah. as well. That's yeah, we'll build those yeah. Up ice. for you. Maybe too much. Yeah, <laughs> give those a shot. That might be our favorite drink yeah. out there. I think the Scotch them. Mist at the Carthay Circle. I think they have like. 
I think it just says scotch now. I don't know how easy it is to get black and white scotch. It's a brand of scotch now. Oh, did they take Walt's like name Johnny off of Walker it? Walker Black. Is Walt's name me. still on it? Uh, I don't know. Because for a while we were like, really? They're admitting that Walt drank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I forget if maybe they is still it there. It might I'm, just I'm, say I'm, Scotch Mist and it maybe in the, you know. Like a way, there's, like a char- there's like a character choice. winking at you like, you know who's drinking this. <laughs> you know, a certain guy. It, it does, if you go there, look at some of the pictures on the walls and see Walt just doing like his hand like with two fingers and I, at first I thought that was the two finger point and then you people online were like no those are pictures where he was holding a cigarette and they photoshopped the Whoa. cigarette out and then printed the picture to hang up damn yeah unbelievable them and I just complain about them getting rid of a Krusty the Clown toy that had a cigarette it drives me nuts I love that there were, the idea of a toy having a cigarette is so funny yeah, Mr. Teeny had the cigarette too and yeah. I was buy, gonna buy this toy and I was so excited and then they're like oh by the way everyone there's an update on the toy and then the cigarettes were gone that's the whole point come yeah. on yeah tisk 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 um, that's let's, let's do an episode about cigarettes sometime <laughs> all right <laughs> I love them yeah plus they on. are to, uh, uh, we've been going forever. We should we should wind it down. But oh like, wait, um, oh, yeah. one thing we haven't brought up yet: the mm-hmm. ghosts. I don't know about the ghosts. Oh, this place is like haunted or like <laughs> rumored to be haunted. Oh, um, there's a few. <laughs> I'm all nervous. A few oh, we were having a nice podcast. <laughs> there's a few accounts online. I found an old blog from a group called the uh, Ghost Hunters of Urban Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the one is that there's a little boy who has, you know, achieved the nickname Charlie because he looks just like the painting of uh, the Bonnie Prince Charlie that hangs in the one dining room. Okay. Uh, uh, another What's story, he going to do to me? Is he going to grab my butter knife and <laughs> try to scratch me up? I, I don't it know. doesn't say what Charlie does. <laughs> I don't. I think it's just like they list their power. Like, ghost yeah. hunters list yeah. the ghost powers, so I know how to fight back. Can he walk through the walls? I guess he has to be able to do that. Uh, a waiter told us confidentially that many elderly patrons have died in the restaurant. Well, wait uh, a minute. <laughs> many, uh, many. <laughs> what? I mean, it's if like you're older every night. <laughs> and you're housing a bone-in prime rib, like we get an old person that kicks once a week in this place. <laughs> well, Walt played polo with people in there. <laughs> Can I take the tartan room, bring a couple of horses in? Mm-hmm. A busboy claims to have seen a man in a mask walking in the uh, <laughs> upstairs hall outside the restaurant's office. The prevailing theory is that he might have been a burglar and perhaps is connected to the fire <laughs> that may have claimed other lives. Uh, I think maybe whatever was here before. <laughs> I mean, I'd say, yeah, if I see a guy in a mask, maybe, uh, I mean, now it's just anybody, but at that time, probably, a, I'd say burglar before I'd say ghost. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Why is a ghost, a ghost of a man. It was a ghost of a burglar. A ghost of a burglar. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. scary. So, so. Uh, he had like a ski mask or something? But he wasn't always a burglar. He lived his whole life, and then sometimes he burgled. No, no, no. If you burgle, <laughs> you get stuck in the in like in limbo. Gosh, damn. Wear yeah. a scarlet mask forever. John Wayne <laughs> shot him when he saw, saw he was robbing the place. <laughs> uh, I, and then I read a really long Reddit post where someone's like, I worked at the Tamo Shanter, and a couple times I've like felt like I was getting very dizzy. And then one time the uh, <laughs> a little, co-worker felt that. These are a lot little weak. I'm going to be stories, honest. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these stories are, do sound like 
well, was the person hammered and they just saw the picture blur? <laughs> so, I was hanging out with the temperature gender and I felt kind of woozy. <laughs> I felt a warm feeling. Must be a ghost. Give me a hug from behind. A bunch of people uh, from the past were floating around singing Christmas Duke. carols. <laughs> yeah. Only one explanation. Uh, so, I don't know. Take what you will. 100-year-old place in Los Angeles. I'm willing to give it the better of the doubt that it may be a little spooky. Uh, there's some ghosts. I don't uh, doubt there's ghosts. I just don't know the, what yeah. these stories specifically. Yeah, uh, like, um, the whole like Los Feliz was owned by, and like Griffith Park was owned by Griffith J. Griffith. And then, like, after shooting his wife in the face and having some bad PR when he was trying to, uh, like, re uh, make people like him again. I didn't he just, know that. Well, wow. he was at, uh, uh, like, the uh, Casa del Mar in Santa Monica, I think, and he shot his wife in the face. She jumped out the window, bounced on the uh, awning, and lived and divorced him. Jesus. Whoa. And, like, got, and, like wow. got a divorce in the days where that was, like, uh, wow. where things would have been stacked against the lady, but she had a facial gunshot. She wound. didn't get him yeah. put in jail? Yeah. Uh, no, she was. <laughs> like got him he got a slap on the wrist Jesus. Uh, he was wow. insanely wealthy i yeah. believe is part of part of the reason he got a slap on the wrist but Crazy. yeah i mean i have to think her lawyer's like well okay that's exhibit a there we go. and we don't need <laughs> any like, other oh. exhibits i mean you know but Fine. during i guess like, his like apology tour of like uh doing things for the city i think because he, he he just gave griffith park to the city and it's like it's like the largest park in a city, it's bigger than Central Park. It's like the biggest park that is mm. like in within a city, wow. like as a, as opposed to like a you know national park that you go to, but it's like in a city. And he just gave it, and he gave a lot of stuff. And he later said like, "I that land was haunted. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. Land. I was like trying to get rid of it. So all of like Los Feliz, like and going down to like Tamoshader, that is like the part of town that I've heard that he was like that's I didn't want that land." Jeez, There's wow. A, I've He's trying to pawn it onto us, onto the general population mm-hmm. forever. There's a mayor, like I think it's a Mark Marin episode with Paul Thomas Anderson where they're talking about Los Feliz being haunted. Yeah, yeah. So there is PTA some- was like, I would never live there. I love yeah. LA, but I would never live in Los Feliz. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the Hollywood sign... Um- the uh, most Lactalia, right? Is that who it, the, oh, the the Jaws house, this the Souden house on Franklin? I think they were recently like sniffing. They had like FBI dogs sniffing for Black Dahlia's bones, like in the last few years. Oh, my God! Uh, I mean, the other old restaurants in LA, like El Coyote, uh, heading west uh, in the city, uh, famously the last meal of Sharon Tate uh, yeah. before wow. the gruesome Manson well, murders. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's uh, weird weird stuff everywhere. In the last meal, but. On the others at Casa Vega, the last meal those two guys had before they had to uh, kill <laughs> yeah. all those people. The two real guys. Mm. I love that place. Casa Vega is so yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Casa Vega where I saw Brent Spiner right before the pandemic? I can't remember. Is that a way Is that the one in Ventura? It's yes. on Ventura, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw Brent Spiner there weeks before COVID, and I was wow. thrilled. He's leaving, and I was like, he looks great. Oh, it's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a great year. <laughs> um, and it's only going up, here, or, <laughs> up from there. Uh, any other details about this place you, you want to get out? It's 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 such, so I nice got, to talk I got, about. I got one. I am dying to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the name Tam O'Shanter is, yes. is both a poem by Robert Burns, but we don't care about that. It's also the name of the traditional Scottish cap from the 19th century. The very same one that Mary Tyler Moore throws up in the opening of her show. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a Tam O'Shanter? That's a yeah. Tam O'Shanter. Mary Tyler Moore was wearing a Tam O'Shanter. Wow. And threw it triumphantly in the start of her show. Wow. Does, he, I, does he, Is like Shanter a Scottish version and like Tam is like the hat of Shanter or something like that? Uh, I don't know Tam, the direct translation. Tam O'Shanter is the guy. Here, let me, let me really quickly, let me cliff notes 
this. I, 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 if you can imagine, I couldn't read a long poem that is in <laughs> dense Scottish where every other word I've never seen before in my life. But I was trying to figure it out. And Tamashanter is the main character of it. He is a guy who gets drunk at a bar a lot while his wife sits at home mad. Uh, so he leaves uh, a bar drunk and he's, he's, he's heading home and then he sees a church and some witches are having a party with the devil mm. in the mm-hmm. church and he is checking it out and he sees that one of the witches is taking off their clothes and he's trying to sneak a peek at a naked witch and then he gets caught doing so so they start chasing him and he gets on his horse and runs away uh, and but luckily remember witches and the devil can't cross over water like hoverboards oh. and Back to the Future <laughs> 2. Right. So the chase didn't work. He made it over the river barely, but uh, b- just barely because a witch pulled his horse's tail off. And that's the story, Damn. much like All Jason right. in uh, playing Zelda. Damage done to a horse, a scurrying horse. Same thing, basically. Um, there'll be an epic poem about that one day uh-huh. too. Um, so just picture all that when you're there next. It's Mary Tyler Moore, and it's a uh, drunken man being chased by the Wait, devil. There was a witch involved. That was it. He wanted to see the naked witch. Is that right? Yeah, a witch yeah. took off most of her clothes, okay. and he's like, "Ooh, hey, Got not it. so bad." And then they saw him. There was- and- chased him there was a guy the guy who um the architect who made this place what is his name you have his name harry oliver mm-hmm. oh yeah he was an art director for movies yes he did a bunch of movies but, but there's a place in beverly hills is it still there it's called the witch house witch house yeah carly wise i was tweeting about that today yes i guess today. i was looking this up and i went is that what she just tweeted yeah it is a but there was a thing called the witch house which looks just like tam that's still there that's uh Both of the, of the Tamish Ender when it was built the early photos of it it looks so like oh, it got wait, crazy what, what and melty and oh yeah because it was originally called uh Montgomery's Country Inn mm-hmm. I think and then uh for a few years they changed the name to the Great Scott mm-hmm. and then in 1982 they changed it back to the Tam O'Shanter wow mm-hmm. it's on Walden in Beverly Hills yeah huh because um, there's a house kind of like that up in uh, like underneath the observatory. I love it. Like L.A. D- did just seem like a place where people were just like, I'm just going to build a weird goof house, you know, like cause there, there, wasn't, like, there wasn't like yes. local architecture. I guess it would have been like Spanish architecture. But like a lot of people were just showing up in, here and being like, I'll do a Tudor mansion and then I'm going to do a castle and we'll just do whatever the fuck. There's like a, I was just driving up in the hills of Burbank and there's like somebody has like a like a main like blue house that looks like it's on the coast. It's like totally stands out from everything else. Yeah, I love it's that. crazy. <laughs> they just, yeah. they were like, I what want L.A. The- is it's a melting mm, pot and a bunch of little shit thrown together. Together. They're the land yeah. where dreams are made, huh? I, That's right. I texted Mike right before we started recording because the other day I was driving all the way up this one road in Burbank uh, the, on Hollywood Way, and I'd never noticed this before. But there is a little squat little bar building that is practically on the highway, and it mm. is called the Ramp. <laughs> and I started reading about it, and it has been there for thirty plus years. It's had different owners, and it appears they serve uh, tropical drinks, steaks, Italian food, and also like all kinds of bar food. Like it is fascinating. It looks like a a nice restaurant, a quote unquote nice restaurant from like thirty years ago. 
Huh. And it just uh-huh. seems frozen in time. And now I'm so curious about the freeway on-ramp uh, bar and restaurant. And, I, <laughs> and today I texted you uh, the information that if you go to Gideon's Bake Shop in Orlando, that they'll give you a little tub of frosting. <laughs> buck 50. Oh. Yeah. Buck 25, buck 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the type of correspondence we have to this thing. <laughs> it's important. Magic yeah. all around us, clearly. Um, well, hey, so fun talking about this. But you know what? If just one, cl- one little plus up I have about the Tam O'Shanter. Mm. They got those dressing rooms up there, the locker rooms. What I want is a little room where I can fall asleep. Every yeah. I want to oh. finish that meal. I would rent that for any amount of money on some night. Just let me walk up there and put on like a Scrooge sleeping cap <laughs> and just cozy a into Disney a nap. Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. should tuck, oh. tuck you in like the Knott's Hotel. <laughs> I want the carolers. Sing me a lullaby. Oh, yeah. How yeah, nice yeah. is that sound? Or the ghosts will tuck you in with the ski mask. <laughs> I might allow it there after yeah. I'm fuzzy enough I'll lay where everything's cool ghosty and like John Wayne and Walt ghost like force ghosts in the in like the doorway looking at you like oh look at this there, out. there are some very comfy high back chairs next to the one fireplace which I uh, I had Thanksgiving here one year and the steakhouse the net or the smokehouse the next mm-hmm. the other old LA restaurant uh, kind of both places the driest Thanksgiving meal I've ever had, <laughs> <laughs> but the ambiance could not be beat. Not yeah, wet. Cool. You're not wet. You, you need, need a to wet get that meat. Wet. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's easy Bring to dry out white that. meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've had the Christmas goose at the Tamo Center because I was like, oh, oh wow. my god, Christmas goose, that's amazing, <laughs> yeah. and it was pretty bad. But I, and I was like, oh whatever. I mean, I guess yeah. it, it, who, no one has a lot of practice cooking Christmas goose. <laughs> yeah, not Jason. Well, I feel like I ate a big Christmas. goose goose just talking mm-hmm. about this play how yeah. cozy is it to and look i know it's all local and me might be listening to this episode like i've never been to this restaurant this doesn't make sense to me if you're doing the la theme park trip if you're coming out mm-hmm. for disneyland or universal or whatever, i truly recommend yeah because it's a little slice of theme park that yeah. is very legit and a, and a super satisfying cozy fun experience sure. it's, it's a if great you're, if you're far from la in your hometown go to the old kind of prime ribby old school dusty old place it's it's fun to you can spend yeah. a lot of money and feel like you know what I'm keeping the tradition alive. I'm I'm contributing <laughs> to history here. Amen. Absolutely. Thanks for contributing to to our history. <laughs> and, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, that's right. Tim Galpagas, you survive podcast, the ride. Thank you so much. Uh, such a blast to have you. Finally, uh, let's exit through the gift shop. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Ooh, check out the Sloppy Boys podcast, where it's a cocktail podcast with Jefferson Dutton and Mike Hanford, where we drink a different cocktail every week there and then we're a party rock band with three albums on spotify put them it's a it's pool party music folks rock out to it at your next barbecue <laughs> fantastic no christmas carols uh yeah no, uh, not yet. you, you gotta do a christmas yeah. album. christmas is oh yeah i have actually written it we didn't have enough for an album but i have a couple of songs oh, wow. wow oh great great all right that's exciting uh and as for us no uh well no that we do have an album if it, the, the mcgruff album there is that album there's, well there's multiple there's enough songs we've made to to do an album there's a couple from mcgruff there's brian cornell there's buena park song there's enough for like a, a 
nine track album i feel Getting like there. do we'll, a vinyl release a compilation people sure the final release of my song about the ceo of target <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um, that would be a proud day i would be very happy about that but as for now the things are that you can find us on the socials at podcast the ride merch is available on our t public store for three bonus episodes every month check out podcast the ride the second gate or get one more bonus episode on our new tier club three you'll find all that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride uh, such a blast. Let's all go there now. Let's go there now. Uh, I wanted to say I did figure out what that name of the place was, and it's just as great. The place that Saddle Ranch replaced. Or oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. it was two replacements. Mm-hmm. Womp Hoppers. Right. Womp Hoppers Wagon Works. Yes. <laughs> and a Womp guy Hoppers. would walk around, and he's the character of Womp Hopper, like yeah. in a fake beard. Hello, I'm Womp Hopper. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the... And I'm looking at the pictures, and I was like, I know we talked about this, but can we do an episode again and just say the same facts? <laughs> I don't see why not. Uh, and if you, all right, well, go and go to your local steakhouse. And locals, if anyone runs a local steakhouse and you're not proud of your owner, like they did something bad, like Griffith, yeah. then make up a character like Womp Hopper, jolly yeah. guy, and have him walk around and your mm-hmm. business will boom. Yes. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> Good day. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.